Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? folks, welcome back to the Bad Etiquette Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Bronson, joined here by my good friend, Josh Paz. And Remy the Dog is up on the Central Coast somewhere. Uh, he'll be he'll be joining us again soon. Don't you worry, folks. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, I'm dead serious. Uh, hi! How Hello. you doing? Thank I'm you fantastic. for joining me. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. You got it. You got it. I got it? Oh, so happy. You have no idea how how happy this makes me. I can't remember last time I felt anything above the waist here. This is fucking phenomenal. How you doing? Um, good. Have about half my coffee in me, so feeling ready to. You can be a little better. Chit chat and then pee a little bit later. Nice, nice. Oh. Here we go. I'm I got nervous again. I get nervous talking to you already. I've known you for a good six, seven months here. We should be good. Has it good already old been pals. six or seven months? Uh, December, yeah. Oh gosh. I honestly feel like the the holiday time at that store was just such a blur because I was doing like the whole transition of coming from Solana Beach. Oh, so how new were you to that store? I had I had just gotten in there maybe Thanksgiving. I think I was there Whoa. Thanksgiving. So you were like fucking barely newer than I was. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, not new to Starbucks and not that I was new either because you've been there. For a long but it time. was oh gosh so i was going through um kind of a transition with my store yeah there was some uh sticky stuff going on and i was getting kind of frustrated with um 21 hours one week and 27 the next week so it was rotating between yeah. those two numbers back and forth and i was just over it so and did, were you working another job too um i was but that stopped when pandemic started oh yeah <clears throat> but other than that i was picking up random jobs here and there um one of the uh, customers down in uh, Solana Beach, he had a house renovation that he was doing, some $2.6 million house that he wow. was building. So, nice. <laughs> and he's like, if I if I save these products and if I um, uh, recycle things, he gets like write-off, write-offs. Yeah. So I was I was like, all right, I'll help you. And he yeah. was paying me like $20 an hour. Hell like, yeah. On the table. So that's I was like, a, that's a, I'll put in some slave labor. It's we'll a good, get this going. good rate. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Um, what, was that, what was the other job you were working before the pandemic hit? Um, Nixon. The watch company Nixon. Not the presidential administration? No, no. I okay. don't know anything about him. <laughs> <laughs> I, was tell, I was telling my brother about you because he had given me this watch. And, yeah. I was, and I was saying like, oh yeah, he used to work for Nixon. And my brother was like, how old is he? <laughs> what the fuck? And I was like, not the president Nixon, like the like the watches, you goof. And it's funny because I I look at like, you know, skating or action sports, maybe surfing, snowboarding and whatnot. I yeah. think it's like, okay, everybody knows about skating and surfing, yeah. Tony Hawk even. Yeah. And so I'm I'm shocked sometimes when I do tell somebody about Nixon watches and I feel like, okay, they're around my age. I think they might be, you know, knowledgeable of action mm-hmm. sports mm-hmm. and then they have no idea what Nixon watches are. So people who don't know what Nick like that name is in my head like synonymous with watches. That's when someone asks me what a watch brand is, like it's Rolex Nixon. Two very stark differences in terms of like customer base, I'm sure, but yeah. like oh those are the watches I know. Yeah. I don't know another fucking name. Yeah. What are those Iron Man watches? What are those? 
Oh, what do you mean? Oh, the di- the diesel ones? Oh, or? sure. I have no idea, but they always they like sell them at Walmart, dude. They have Iron oh, Man oh, on. Oh no, G- it's for people who pretend they G-Shock. did the Iron Man. Sorry, G Shock. That's what it is. I know G Shock. Yeah. And see, that was a distant reach, man. How long did you work for Nixon? Um. Oh gosh, a little over a year and a half, maybe nice. even a year and year and ten months, maybe. Fuck so, yeah. it was random. I had a. Oh gosh, moved into my place uh, in 2017 mm-hmm. and just working my ass off. And then I found a uh, box. I opened it up, and just, my collection of watches were in there. Uh-huh. And um, I had been cruising through Instagram, and I saw that they were doing free battery changes. Oh, and so I was yeah. like, okay, so it's a week period. You bring in your watches, they'll do free batteries. I was like, done. I don't yeah. have to do it this time. That's cool. Like, I'll pass. So I brought in uh, 16 watches, and they all Fuck. needed. I know they oh all needed battery changes. And Who um, has 16 watches. Well, I, well, that was the ones that weren't working. At the time. Oh my god, <laughs> those are the ones that weren't working. So, um, I, I took them in, and normally. I had just dropped them off like in the front office. Yeah. So the building has like a front door. You walk in, it's like the receptionist and whatnot. Yeah. I, I'd been in there before, dropped mm-hmm. them off and whatnot. Um, but there was a sign throwing me around back of the building. Uh-huh. And there was like a, um, like an alleyway. Yeah. I guess you could yeah, say. yeah. Like the service entrance. Sketchy as fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Alleys anyway, I walked back there and there was a door, giant red door. And I walked in and it was just like this very chill warehouse vibe. And it was their shop, and it was a custom shop, and it's like all the watches laid out, all the oh, you shit. know merchandise and whatnot. So, it was, um, gosh, being a fan, it was very nice to walk into. But I walked up to the counter, and I told the manager, I was like, "Hey, I have sixteen watches that I need batteries changed," and she kind of just looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> um, but I told her, I was like, "You know what? Take your time. It doesn't matter. Like, I just started my my staycation, so let's go ahead and oh, yeah. you know." take however long it takes like yeah let me help you through this i know mm-hmm. 16 watches is a lot mm-hmm. um but anyway walked around just had a good time and before i left i was offered a job what so same day same day damn how so, fast can they do watches i thought that would be like a week for 16 well no so the biggest thing is i mean personally you know i could bust off the back of a watch and change a battery within five minutes wow you know okay. if that okay um but with 16 watches and also making sure that a lot of the, a lot of the watches too like you'll see wr on some of them what's that uh it's water water resistant oh okay duh. so makes and sense. then they'll have like you know a number and then an m afterwards so like uh-huh. how many meters that they can survive like yeah. the pressure um, so they actually have uh, pressure testers, and so you put it in like this little chamber, and it'll actually test the, the pressure. Fuck? I know, I know. So because a lot of these watches are, it's like a um, oh gosh, action sports. So like yeah. they want to make sure that they can you, dur- durable, they can withstand that shit exactly. Yeah. And so it's like they pressure test every watch after the battery change. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fucking legit. That's a real custom shop. And so because of that, that's why we set up a. They did like um, work orders, so they sent them out, and then it was to their warehouse where they had, you know, any and every part and yeah. pressure testers and whatnot, mm-hmm. so that they can handle it there at their own leisure, like you know, in a certain amount of time, and then send it back to your address. So they would just mail them back to me. Cool. Um, but yeah, so that <laughs> they offered you a job. Uh, what a job. were you just? Are, I mean, I I assume you're 
you were just as lively and energetic and uh, charismatic as you are now, if not more, because you are younger. Um, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you could walk into anywhere and they'd probably offer you a job. And see that, and that's, I, I guess that was the thing that sort of threw me off because in my mind I was like, you know, like here's this company that I held, you know, in such high esteem. Yeah. Like, you know, I put it on a pedestal, like, oh my gosh, right? And then you're like, what a bunch of morons <laughs> fucking hire me. Exactly. <laughs> like, why would you want me? And I even I even said no at the very beginning because I was working full time at Starbucks. So yeah. I I said no, but she said, you know what, let's work with it. We could just do part time. Wow. Let me know. Let's just set up an interview. Oh, that's cool. Um but yeah, I was definitely energetic, and I think that was that was a big reason of why they wanted, you know, myself to be in that retail shop. Yeah, they wanted somebody yeah. who would, you know, sell their like watches, at, you know, <laughs> the coffee shop, you know, just yeah. being loud and obnoxious, bringing people in. So you you seriously are like you bring a fucking joy to strangers' days every day, even if you're not in a good mood. It is it makes me sick first of all uh but it's so nice to see like people are capable of that and you know i don't know i it make it you make me better you know what i mean yeah like seeing you being capable of that makes me go i'm not doing enough i love people like you i love uh when people have that like charisma energy uh just just disrespectfully individual just like I love that. Like unapologetically themselves. Yeah. And it makes me go like, you asshole. This is literally what you've been trying to like just hone in my whole life. And then I guess you you make me see like, oh, like there's all these problems people have that they're not they're not letting themselves be. And then, but but then also it's like, well, I guess people are different. Some people are like a lot more subtle you're not uh <laughs> and that's totally okay but it's also like you have so much fun with it and you've been with starbucks for how long uh september will be 15 years 15 years i was 11 jesus um i will say it is it is kind of a mindset to get into and i think it also brings me back to martial arts um and there's a, there's a couple different things that have sort of added to that. Yeah, yeah. That, well, how that did how how did you accumulate that? Um, one of the things that I can remember is um, in martial arts, I came in and I was a uh, uh, instructor or you know just like a, a coach, yeah. But somebody who wasn't teaching the class, I was like one of the, the trainees or something like that, where okay. I was still higher rank, but I wasn't <laughs> like the the sensei. You oh, know? that's that's <clears throat> kind of what I am now. Yeah, absolutely. So I was I was helping out and I was like teaching certain um, drills or uh, certain parts of the class. Was having a tough day yeah. at school, and I don't see, don't even remember what the fuck it was about. But I came to so innocuous, so funny came to the dojo and my instructor ironically um last name coffee um that, that's good that's fucking good. <laughs> uh and uh, she pulled me aside and she said hey whatever's going on outside the moment you tie that apron and the moment you step onto this floor that shit stays outside yeah and like i knew that mm-hmm. i had known that before but then in that moment it was you know kind of imperative that i sort of get into my role and she said to me she said all these kids don't know you outside of who you are to them here. 
and you are their hero here. Mm-hmm. And how true. in my mind, I was like, oh my God, I'm their hero, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was this young, mm-hmm. naive kid. Yeah. But it really didn't click that I could be a leader to them if I did the right things, if I stepped the right way. Yeah. So that I know that that was a turning point. I still remember it to this day, like what she said. So I literally took off my belt, retied it, bowed yeah. in, and walked onto the floor with a different mindset. Wow. Um, but then also with Starbucks, um, some random shit happened, uh, like being hospitalized, you know, near death experience kind of stuff. Well, but there's I, a story there. <laughs> what the? You don't just brush over that. That's what these are for. Oh man. <laughs> um, you we, you can come back to it. I'll co- I'll come back to that. Right. Um, but just not knowing people, like there was a gentleman who drove through, and I was. This is before I was a shift supervisor. Yeah. Like I was my first year in the company, uh-huh. and. I'm not gonna lie, I was fucking obnoxious. <laughs> Everyone hated me. Because um, I was just loud and I had this giant afro and it was just horrible. Oh, yeah. um, I was in the back doing the dishes and nobody told me, because you know how sometimes like when we're closed, like, oh, we're closed, we're closed. Yeah. And like they yell it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Nobody told me that we were closed. Oh, shit. And so I'm in the back, I have my headset on and it dings. Yeah. And no idea what time it is. Oh, and I take no. the order. We're six minutes past close. Oh, you asshole. And so I take. <laughs> I take the order and um, like my other coworkers, I could hear them from up front and they don't go on the headset because they didn't even have them on. Yeah. They're like, we're, we're closed, we're closed, we're closed. Oh and then I'm like, God. all right, well, I'm already taking your order. Like, let's just, let's just handle business for you. Yeah. Like, wow. and we'll get you gone. Oh. They were pissed. Uh-huh. But anyway, all the guy wanted was a chai. And I was like, fuck. So like can you handle milk. that. Like, I yeah. got that. Yeah. So I made the chai. Um, I didn't close my till yet, so I rang him up, and he left. Uh, next day, I guess he had come back in and talked to my manager. Yeah. And uh, he was grateful because his wife was pregnant, and all she wanted was a chai. Oh, man. And so it's like, you, can only you, imagine. you really don't know like what people are going through. Not at all. And so I just, I think that's one of the biggest things that I put at the beginning of my filters. Like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know what they're going through. Yeah. But if in that one little moment I can like crack a smile, mm-hmm. that's good enough for me. Yeah. So I don't that, know. That's funny. I have such a different approach. Like, like when I hear them, like I have to like wait till they're humanized. Like, cause it's just such a voice that I'm hearing and I'm like, I have to, I have to see their face. Oh, like when you're on the, when you're on the DTO? Drive, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which is a uh, drive through order. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, they'll come to the window and that's when I get to like interact with them and then like really like access them. Oh, okay. And that like face to face is so cool. And it, it's kind of sucked like during the pandemic cause like the masks has made it so impersonal. So you, you really read their facial expression. I really do. Oh, okay. And it's also like, even if they're grumpy, I go, fuck yeah, I love grumpy people. I'm such a grumpy asshole. Like it is a mate. Like I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I get a grump. Oh, he, I hope I make his day. And he's gr- like, he can't help but be a little happier, even though he's grumpy. Like, it just, he's just gonna have to drive that energy somewhere else. I mean, so even even if those situations, you turn around and you, um, I mean, I don't know if you do this, but if, if like they're pissed off about mm-hmm. something, I think it's like, all right, well, like this can go one of two ways. You can be happy when you leave, or you could still be a bitch. It's like, all right, how's this gonna go? So I don't know. Man, it's oh, it's hilarious. But like, what happened yesterday? Someone called the store. Oh my gosh! Um, so I think we got we got a couple different calls. Yeah. And one of the calls, a customer was super pissed because they were missing a drink. Oh. And uh, mm. so I was just like, 
ready for another one of those calls and then all of a sudden we get a call and it's a customer and she's a little bit on the loud side talking about something that was being distracting in the drive-thru oh my god and um Karen's turns around and she said there's this really hot guy he's in the drive-thru window and it's extremely distracting (laughs) and I was like oh god I was like I can't and I was like I was debating my head I was like let me just get off the phone and never say shit to you It's like this fucker. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, that's one of was, the, that's one of those moments. I'm thankful for the masks at work. Oh my gosh, I I, I, I go from a six to an eight real quick with the mask. <laughs> you were having a good hair day too. Yeah. Um, but I turned to you, and while you were still on the phone, uh, I said, "All right, hold on. I'll I'll let him know." And I looked. I was like, "Dallas." Tone the hotness down. <laughs> no, you said cool it down in the drive-thru. <laughs> cool, it, cool it down in the drive-thru. We got a customer complaint about you being too distracting. Oh, man. The worst part was I was thinking about it, and I was like, I didn't see, like, any babes come through. This is, this is So it's got to be someone real desperate if they're thinking my fat head's hot, too. So maybe the sun was in their eyes. I don't know. I was thinking, geez, like, to whip out a phone immediately google afterwards they put in some effort yeah what's the storage number let's call them oh my gosh let's call them oh my god what if i answered (laughs) these people yeah that's how you know it was like uh either someone who is really young or middle-aged because they probably if they're middle-aged they like do yelp reviews probably they already have starbucks number because they've called and complained before and they're like finally something redeemable about this store you know they're like is that the moisture from my iced coffee no that's the moisture of my panties let's call you know it's <laughs> not 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 condensation it's condensation Woohoo! uh 760 you know Pfft, fuck um it, so wait 2017's when you got you moved into your place and that was the same year you brought in the watches uh 2017 uh bought the place and then it was um right before summer of 2018 okay so i had been in the place um oh gosh speaking of starbucks i was working for a outside hire store manager Uh uh-huh and uh definitely struggling um and I was working. Were you struggling because you had to make like mortgage payments now? No, no. Because I planned it before I went in. Uh, when I purchased the house, I planned what I would make minimum. Okay. And it's sort of like, all right, if I had to like only live on rice and top ramen. Yeah. You know what I mean? To have a house. <clears throat> it's so a big deal. I, I planned for that when I put the money down for the house. But um, I was struggling because I was being worked so much. Yeah. And so, I mean, I was fine financially in that moment. I was fine because I was working. Maybe. And you work hard. Like when people say like, oh, I, you know, I've been working so much. I take it with a grain of salt. But like I watch you, you put in twice the effort and work twice as long as anyone else at our store. And I don't know how you do it because like I have had so many in- injuries. Some days I'm having a really good day. I can really work. I can put in a lot of good effort. I can really keep up with myself. And then the next day I'm like, I, I'm fucking. In, I'm in so much pain. I'm just moseying along just to keep my cool. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah. it's such a difference of like. I mean, to be honest with you, <clears throat> there's a there's like a fear in me that if I leave the store one day, mm-hmm. 
and one person says one thing about something that I didn't do yeah. in my mind, I'm like, well, fuck, like you cover all your bases and, and then some. I've never still, been able to know, been like, but, ah, you fucked up, JP. You know. But still, there is that fear that that one person will say one thing and their voice will be loud enough that next thing you know, it's like I walk into the store and everybody's fucking looking at me like, oh. He's lazy up the cold brew. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, he always does that. Or oh. he always misses whipped creams. He always leaves this mess for us. You know what I mean? I, you're you're my fucking encyclopedia there too. Like I'm like, what what's the date dots on these? What how long do does cold brew take? What's the how many ounces do I put into this? Like, what do I steam milk for? Like you're my guy. And to put some history behind that shit the only reason why is because i've been yelled at so like some little fucking know-it-all will turn around Mm -hmm. and be like um you know that the cold brew isn't five days anymore it's seven and so it's like okay well fuck like where's that communication at i mean obviously it's you know the weekly update that i never fucking read dude i've read those every fucking week for the this like this whole year yeah well there was like some shit where oh i remember i was so mad you could get two pounds of coffee a week yeah and no one said anything. No one told me. When the fuck was that? Exactly! I oh fucking missed it. It was in the it was in the fucking the week update before I had started reading them. And I was like reading last week's and I was like, it fucking passed. I could have got more coffee. Oh my god. So Jesus. I've been reading those every day. Also because I'm I'm so excited to take the masks off. I'm like, when the fuck do we get to take these things off? I got read those every week and, and it's just like just a little bit just a little bit more, just a little bit, because we have some uh, partners that like yell at our uh, customers in the drive-through for not wearing masks, and I think that's just uh, that's uh, overstepping our boundaries. And I don't think it's, I don't think we should do that. You know, if you're in the store, it's one thing, especially if we have signs posted everywhere. But uh, so I'm just like, I was excited when people got to sit inside yeah. just recently. Like I think that's so cool, and and like like I said again, like I love being able to access people and reading their facial expressions, and like there's a story on people's face, mm-hmm. you know, mine fat. That, there's that story, you know, big fucking head. Uh, <laughs> that's why they called back. Yeah, <laughs> and. So, so I, I like I get really happy when I see people's like faces. Yeah. Even their grumpy faces, because I like I said, like I worked at Walgreens for about a year and a half, and the people who go into Walgreens are not doing well. That is a pharmacy. If you look at the aisles and the words, keywords on the aisles, it's the big uh, conception of life and the end of life. It starts with oh, makeup God. to go date night. Then it's family planning then it's toys for kids then it's sick medicine and then it's diabetes and that's the aisle to the pharmacy and adult diapers diapers. and that's the and you look and you look and you go you look there's a fucking timeline of your life and people make this these rounds through Walgreens. They go, they're they're happy, and then there's even like the holiday aisle, which like you're like, oh, like there's something to look forward to in the middle of my lifeline here, the holiday aisle. I get to buy this crap for someone for a second, and then, and you know, it's even like more haunting. The photo booth is on the way to the pharmacy, so you get to mm. print pictures for the memorial for oh, these Jesus. people onto the fucking pharmacy where you get their barely life-saving drugs, and it's this really grim thing. And so I see people that I thought, I'm never gonna see this person again. They're clearly dying. And then they'd come back, and I got to see him again, and I was like, fuck yeah, you're still here? This makes me so happy. There's this guy who came in, he used to get filterless Pall Mall cigarettes and a six pack of Red Bull like every other day. 
I love that man. I hope he's still out there. I doubt he is. But I fucking loved that guy. He was so fucking cool to me. And bald, fucking ugly, wrinkly white guy. He's not fucking any new people, you know? And I'm just like, you're my favorite goddamn person right now. The people who come into, like, our Starbucks and they're just, like, grumpy. I'm like, there's something there. There's a something there. There's a story. Exactly. And then one time my Uncle Pete came in and he was going through cancer... uh, Treat, like treatments for colon cancer he's gone yeah. through like chemo and radiation and uh he always called me salad because that's my name spelled backwards and he's like the salad you oh, know shit. and i was like who said that and i looked past this guy that was walking towards me i i didn't recognize him because he was so gaunt yeah. and so skinny and so frail oh, shit. from it and i go oh shit <laughs> hey you know that was the last time i ever saw him oh and, shit. and i was like fuck he was so happy and so cool to me and so awesome and there's all these people i worry about never never getting to see again yeah and i got to see him again all the time and then he had he had come in and he was awesome to me and he looked gaunt and ugly and fucking underweight and had a great attitude about him and I could have been a dick to him if I was a stranger because I was like, get this fucking this ugly six-foot white guy away from me, you yeah. know? And I got to be really cool to him. He was cool to me, thankfully, because we fucking knew each other. But <laughs> if it was someone who didn't know, I would hate to think that, oh, uh, the last time that person saw me, I was a dick to them. Yeah. And they got to carry that into the afterlife with them or something. Yeah. So um, I, I love when I get to be cool to people that uh, otherwise wouldn't be very cool to us and just kind of change that's cool it's like you get to change the social currency yeah they get to like be like a butterfly effect almost you know okay yeah sort of okay i see what you're saying yeah so instead of instead of just treating it as like a transaction and making somebody happy in that moment Mm -hmm. it's almost like okay if i never saw this person again what would be the lasting impression yeah yeah fuck that's a little bit heavier. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That's why I, I why my head's so oh big and heavy. I'm carrying the weight of the world on oh this fucking God. shoulders. That's why my back is mountainous. <laughs> that's oh, why I have a hunchback. That's why I saw that back brace the other day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'm over here just thinking to myself, oh my God, let's just make them smile. And then once that ends, I'm like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> Don't think about anything else in their nope. life. No future. Just like make no. them smile in that moment. Oh. oh, wow. Okay. Different perspective. I got to piss really bad. Okay. You want to tag team? Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> here, you uh, you go first. It's just the door to the right. I'm, I'm just going to talk. And okay. then I'll pause it when you come back. Don't even worry. I'll Josh pause it. Don't even worry about it. You introduced me as Josh Paz, by the way. I did? What an asshole. Sorry, his name's not Josh Paz. It's Paz. Yep. I fucking told myself, too. I was like, it's 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 Paz, not Paz. Watch me say Paz, and I fucking did it. He didn't even correct me. What a nice guy. But he did later. See, he, 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 he's not going to forget. He's not one of those people that's going to forget, like, when you, like, besmirch them or, like, do them dirty. Like, he's going to remember that. It's kind of interesting. People are cool like that. People are fucking <clears throat> tactical. you got to respect the tactics. 
Oh man, we, we haven't even like scratched the surface of this. This is so cool. I'm so happy to be here, you guys. I have not had a new guest in a very long time. Like a guest that's new to you guys and me as well. This is a really fun conversation. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. And this is honestly a perfect place to put those fucking commercials, huh? Let's do it. As soon as I pause this, you guys are hearing some, uh, you know, some capitalism coming at you hard. <laughs> For those of you guys who are unfamiliar with what's going on, uh, I currently work at Starbucks. He works at Starbucks. He's a manager of mine, and I'm moving shortly. So this is the, one of the last opportunities I get to hang out with this person, and uh, I can hear him washing his hands now, and that's very polite. Um, so I'm really just trying to like squeeze all the juice out of this that I can. Uh, and you guys have heard the podcast, you know, it, it's, it's fun to access people. Like I said, like I was telling him, it's a, uh, it's good. So, uh, here he is. Hello. So sorry. I said pause instead of pause and you've corrected me and told me, and I was thinking to myself before all this started too. I was like, don't say has it's pause now i'm confusing myself oh my well okay so it is spanish and it actually means uh peace in spanish so like if you ever see like the capital of bolivia it is la paz and technically when you say it it's um the z is sort of an s so it's like Mm -hmm. bas so you say it's sort of like a, a soft p and the a is more of an o and the z is like an s so bas bas yeah, that's kind of gotcha. how you would say it. So. Like boss, I mean, <laughs> oh, well, like like if you were if you were converting it to like a, a Eng- English, like you'd say boss. Yeah, that's just how I'm trying to understand it. Obviously, I'm not going to tell a, another culture how their language is or right. sounds. I barely well, know my I mean, own. And then on top of that, like my entire life, my my mom, you know, she is not where my last name comes from. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> she is um, white. She says pause, pause. you know, and okay. she, she enunciates the P mm-hmm. and the Z. And um, occasionally, like I'll hear my dad say his full name. And when he does, you know, I hear the bass, you yeah. know, <clears throat> but that's my, really cool. My entire life. How fucking cool. Telling people to, oh, it's pause, you know, because teachers are like, oh, Josh Paz, you know, Paz. Yeah. is Joshua Paz here? <laughs> Tardy again. I. Anyways, um, actually, that's something I want to talk about when we come back. I have to piss out of the very tippity tip of my dick. Be right back. Hey guys, how many times have you bought a CBD product at a gas station or liquor store, only to find out it was complete trash? With so many CBD products on the market now, it's hard to tell snake oil from CBD oil. Let me tell you about Canary CBD. These guys are super legit. All their products are 100% traceable, naturally vegan, gluten-free, have zero pesticides, grown and manufactured right here in the USA, baby. They have all of their lab certificates available on their website and via a QR code on all their products. Not only is Canary transparent and legit as fuck, their shit is tasty. Check out their website at www.canarycbd.com. That's C-A-N-A-R-I-C-B-D.com. Use code BADETIQUETTE15 for 15% off your first order. Again, that's C-A-N-A-R-I-C-B-D dot com. You can follow on Instagram and Facebook at CBD Canary or Twitter at Canary CBD.
Hey folks, if you're looking for a comedy podcast fix, look no further than the brand new podcast, Green Eggs and Man. Co-hosts Wes and Adam do a comedic deep dive into the Dr. Seuss classic, Green Eggs and Ham, and try to figure out if the content is appropriate for Adam's baby on the way. Each week, they read a single page and try to come up with theories about how it could all be connected. Sometimes they talk about Star Trek, sometimes they talk about religion, sometimes they get visited by a haunted ghost girl. It's all on the table, folks. New episodes come out on Tuesdays until the book is finished, so tune in to see if Wes and Adam eat the green eggs and ham, or if the green eggs and ham eat them. Yeah, um, that was something I kind of want to touch upon now that you said it. Uh, you were talking about how, like, your mom pronounces it different, your dad pronounces it different, and, like, what I say? I, I would never teach or tell someone how <laughs> their language is supposed to be spoken <laughs> and, like, you know, whiten it up or anything. That's, like, my one of my favorite things I've learned is uh, – when people come through like the drive-through or even uh, to the counter too at Starbucks and English is like their second or third language and it's difficult to understand them. I like really pride myself in being able to uh, comprehend what they're trying to convey to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love when like someone can't, like someone else is working, they can't understand like a, like a Mexican person. And I'm like, excuse me, lady, <laughs> excuse me, whitey, I got this. <laughs> Just get to white night, my white coworkers and like shut them down. I love that so much because it's just like, and I mean I hate to say it, such, but the majority it, of the time you know what they want. It's going to be a caramel frappuccino with extra caramel. But oh mm. it, yeah, so so part of it's just like uh, coming from a place of experience, not from a place of virtue at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it's also like I can I know what they say or what they're trying to. I'm picking up what they're putting down, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I really pride myself in like being able to understand thick accents or broken English, you know, because yeah. I have broken Spanish. I, it's really bad. Sometimes I've tried to speak Spanish back to our Spanish speaking customer base. Yeah. It's a fucking disaster when like my like tall white blonde manager comes over and like interrupts to speak Spanish for me. And I'm like, this fucking bitch knows more <laughs> fucking Spanish than I do. Are you kidding me? So embarrassing. And it's, it was funny the other day when they asked uh, one of the partners, and I had no idea that she even spoke Spanish, uh-huh. and here this person who looks like they might have had um, some Hispanic roots steps aside to yep. have, yep. have this <laughs> white partner step in and speak Spanish. So I think it's those moments where I'm, I'm definitely jealous, a little frustrated, you know, that I don't know the second language that well. Yeah, same. But uh, I kind of look back and I think about it, and it wasn't until either last year might have been last year but my parents actually explained to me the reason why they didn't teach me spanish oh why is that um they like didn't want you to get hate crimes or something yeah it was it was kind of a weird time and and they wanted me to have every every chance that i could have as far as in school or in groups in in anything and so they wanted me to be assimilated only know English, yes, and they wanted me to only speak English so that I wasn't looked at as something other than American. Fitting in. Fitting yes, in yeah, that's yeah. so crazy. I mean, like it's it's a harsh reality, but it's so true. Like, there's friends I grew up with that are just as American as I am, you know, but they speak with like an accent or they speak with an inflection, and they're not going to get the same kind of like 
respect that someone who is just like fucking from around the corner gets type of yeah. type of in this world and it's really weird how like people there's a lot of talk about like systemic racism and how that uh, spreads itself and everything and how that kind of perpetuates yeah. and a, lo- a lot of it people like oh that's ridiculous like it's not like that but there's a lot of like really interesting subtleties where you're like not even uh aware of it like you have like a like a, a fucking subconscious prejudice towards it yeah. where you're like no i'm not gonna look at that no i'm not gonna like respect that or oh i'm gonna cross the street for that or something like that and yeah. it, it, it's just because like the fact that your parents whether it was you know strategic of them or tactical or whatever um had you and i don't even speak i don't like it was like the the tactic of it either i honestly felt like there was a fear like when mm-hmm. i was talking to them about it yeah. you know and they yeah it was it was more along the lines of the hey, people you gotta that understand I, like they love you oh they're your, gosh, yeah. you know what I mean? yeah yeah they're like you're their everything like they're gonna be scared of anything like my kid oh my god he better because there's no way i'll have a girl um (laughs) there hasn't been a woman born in the gardner family since the 1950s so i'm just saying Uh, (laughs) and they were like 1950s that's as far as women can go (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you like how i flipped the table so quickly Uh, (laughs) i do um I'm sorry to interrupt, but keep going. Like no, there was a I was, fear. It was a you know? it was a fear, and it was a, a noticeable fear. Um, we were actually talking about it when the um, BLM movement or the Black Lives Matter movement was going on. Yeah, um, like the first part of it, or like this last year when this like, this, this, like this last protest, this last happened. year of it, and then um, I actually posted a blackout portion on mm-hmm. my um, the blackout tuesday thing yeah, yeah. i posted yeah. that and i had a couple people unfollow me and it was frustrating because i had yeah had drinks with them and lame. i had you know moments with them i actually there was one gentleman who i got him a watch you know what i mean yeah and he would just oh, got engaged geez. and oh, so it was just it was well, frustrating to me that's so chicken shit of people because even if they have their like because there's a lot of people who are like oh they're not protesting they're rioting they're damaging things and people have a lot of opinions about it yeah but to not respect someone's different opinion on something as innocuous as social media is so fucking chicken shit and yeah. i have people that i disagree with that i see all the time they're good friends of mine we're very politically different and if i don't like something they share or post i don't attack them for it or i don't you know, remove them from the zeit my zeitgeist because of it. It's so that I I used to be like that, and it was so toxic, and it's really bad, and that it really sucks because I've eventually reconnected with a lot of those yeah. people and went like, I was really stupid. Sorry about that. Yeah. And I'm sure these people that have done that because you post that blackout Tuesday thing, you know, me someday like like hey like things were things were crazy. I was being you know yeah. It was a prejudice. I'm hoping like where it God, just I'm like hoping. comes. You know what I mean? Like out real quick. And then uh, yeah, I mean, but then there's also part of me that's like, good. You took the trash, took itself <laughs> out. You know, <laughs> and I feel better with my life. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, I actually. Um. The neighborhood that I grew up in, it was a little bit. Uh, cultured i guess you could say but for the most part it was yeah Yeah. sort of mixed um but there was one family that eventually moved in and ironically a um uh family had moved out 
And then my friend uh, Terrence, him and his family moved in. Terrence, white guy. No, absolutely not. Terrence Malick. Um, no. Uh, Terrence. Crawford. He is, um, I think that's uh, a boxer. Black and Filipino. And so he uh, moved in, and it was um, his family that moved in, and other neighbors just sort of, they were very standoffish. I was young. I didn't. I wasn't really aware of everything that was going on. But he had on rollerblades, so I put my rollerblades on, and we were friends. And he was always faster than me on a bike, and it always pissed me off. We were just friends from that moment on. Well, it's really nice of you to even like get rollerblades and and, you know come out of the closet with the other gay kid in the neighborhood like that. That was really (laughs) inclusive. I mean, I thought I had a friend who was doing the same thing. It didn't turn out that way. But anyway, dude, you saying that makes me realize some things about the neighborhood I grew up in. Because it, uh, like, like when I, I lived a lot of places, and you know, I spent a lot of time living in trailers and trailer park type situations. Um, but there was one like real suburban street I lived on for about five years, from like age eight to twelve. Really huge years in a child's life. Learned a lot, saw a lot. Some horrible things happen. My sister was raped in high school. It's a Jesus. big thing. I found a woman stabbed to death. Uh, like my brother's dad went to prison like really crazy like that is like the center of my universe as far as life and the rest of this is just like toppings to me you know what i mean so one of my best friends was this kid michael uh ruva clava ruva ruva clava it's one or the other and i can never say the name right and i feel really rude uh for not knowing it but uh sorry michael um I spent all my time with him, hung out with him. He was a Mexican kid, and his parents were, like, his dad didn't speak any English, worked in the fields, hung out with them, played video games at his house because I was too poor to have video games. So that was the, all the video game exp- exposure I got. And there was, like, a lot of other, like, white kids around the neighborhood that really didn't fucking hang out with him. or yeah. play, like, And I never got it. Like, we'd, like, I'd always go fucking hang out with him, and we'd go play in his backyard or go play in my backyard or video games and stuff. And, like, we could never get, like, the rest of the white kids with us. <laughs> and then an, around the corner, there was these kids, Sage and Vince Trujillo. They're um, American Indian and, uh, I think, Mexican. And yeah. They hung out with us all the time, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, finally, some people hang out with us and ride the bikes. The gang's growing. Yeah, <laughs> the gang. Yeah, exactly. Then I got kicked oh, out. Shit. Of the gang. Wow. <laughs> 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 Fucking Freudian slip over here. Or uh, uh, what's that? Uh, I can't think of the Nazi scientist right now, <laughs> but I was gonna say that instead of Freud, another one. Um, that's your white speaking out, buddy. It's your mom's side. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just kind of realized, like, as you saying that, like, dang, we really, when I hung out with, like, the crackers in the neighborhood, couldn't hang out with the rest of them the same. There was a very different kind of, like, some days we'd be hanging out with Corey and Scott instead of Michael yeah. and Sage and Vince. And it was just fucking it just kind of hit me over the head right now of all the things i i have a i have dreams about this house i grew up in yeah once a week i haven't lived there in 13 14 14 years wow i dream about it like monthly at least so it's like a huge part of my universe i like got to grow up and hang out with my friends and like then i got take kind of taken away from it had to move away yeah it was really traumatic as far as like the rest of the stuff that happened to me in those years, getting taken away from like growing up with my friends 
that was the most. So it, it sticks with me the most. But yeah, I never, it's weird. Those like racial politics you get into with your parents are having, yeah. you don't even realize. And I had no idea that the way they felt <clears throat> when I was, excuse me, when I was in uh, high school, yeah, I they had no idea that, you know, some of the things that I was doing, you know, and I explained to them, you know, there were times where we would do sketchy things. We would go Hell sketchy yeah. places and, you know, the clothes that I was wearing probably wasn't the best. Didn't make me look like the best kid, you know. Yeah, wasn't you weren't like a, you weren't a preppy nice kid. Polo, you know, buttoned <laughs> up with my puka shells or anything. But, um, yeah, and I, I had no idea the fear that they had until they told me yeah. last year when everything was going on. And That's I was just weird. like, wow. And then it sort of progressed into the conversation of actually, this is why, you know, a big reason of why we did not teach you Spanish, you know, growing up. Yeah. And I mean, my mom will still, you know, communicate about how she, oh, I wish your dad taught you when, you know, you were growing up. But mm-hmm. she, also understands and is sort of with him and and they were on the same page Mm -hmm. as far as Mm -hmm. yes let's make sure that he is very american very well shit i can't even say american i feel like that's white sort of like the the nuclear family kind of way like white kid yeah because i was gonna say because like there's nothing more american than someone not being from america yeah living you know what i mean like i think about like when people think about america to think about like a white guy in the military is understandable, especially on Memorial Day weekend, whatever, you know, very patriotic, but like, uh, like, like, like blues is rock and like rock and roll like that. That's not from American Indians. That's not from white people here. Like right. that, that those people are here because of slavery that invented that. Like that's, that's American. You know what I mean? That's yeah. so cool. Like the best Mexican food is in I think is in America I, I hope that's American you know what I mean like the cultural melting pot like there's nothing more American than that I love that that to me like reclaiming like the image of an American flag not letting people who are prejudiced or uh, uh, an administration you disagree with that's not what the American flag should mean to you you know what I mean like, yeah, like that's no, what that's why I try where I try to like bridge the gap of like being patriotic and being like American, it's like no, like you get to d- disagree with anything you want, and no one's killing you for it. Typically, at least not legally, you know. So that's a good thing. You're not being put in put in concentration camps for thinking the other thing. Yeah. So that's very American, and I like that. Like like your friends unfollowing you because the blackout thing. Very American, yeah, unfortunately. I mean, you, you know what? They were allowed to do that. <laughs> they were allowed to do that. It was frustrating. You but... posting it is American. You know what I mean? Yeah. So American. The fact that there's uh, treason is the most American. Treason is the reason for the season, son. <laughs> that is the most American thing. Well, speaking of the Blackout Tuesday thing, there was actually somebody who uh, messaged um, my girlfriend or texted or, or there was there was contacted there yeah. Was, yeah there was a there was a contact i can't remember how it was oh my gosh it was um it was a post of a a friend she posted for a friend's birthday and uh, somebody else put a comment on that post but it was weeks later after the post Ugh. 
and it was um oh gosh like your silence is heard and it's disgraceful or something like that because she hadn't posted a blackout picture yet so ridiculous oh my gosh and i lost it and she was still in diapers um the person who was you know saying all this shit so she was i I just i felt like there was no patience like the day it was only 11 o'clock you know what i mean and like we were talking about it all morning talking about what to pose talking about what we would say that's so funny and somebody decides to jump the gun and jump our shit and you know what i mean i say hours but it was you know it's hours because you're talking about it it's in the house it's yours (laughs) because every time i post something that kylie is like just definitely disagrees with that won't say anything about like i have to it's definitely ours i gotta fucking answer to this because anytime like i thank god you're not on my facebook Uh, (laughs) um yeah i i think uh again that's the other side of the coin where it's like there, there's there's barbs on both sides of opinions yeah. and there's things you can agree with and that that's where like the the cultural venn diagram happens and that's where i kind of like uh, find myself a lot of the time is a lot a lot of the middle grounds where it's like i i, I agree with a lot of what this person's saying and i agree with some things this person's saying too and uh i think that's good that's okay it's uh hearing both sides both ears work i'm actually um uh one of the ASU classes that I'm taking right now, it's about conflict avoidance. And it's actually um, uh, sort of talking about like the Aikido way uh, uh-huh. of conflict avoidance. So Wrist Aikido. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aikido is more of taking somebody else's energy that's coming towards you and blending it, making your own, making it your own, and then using it to either deflect somebody else or take take care of them while you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Interesting. But, um, the the ways of dealing with conflict i guess there's like avoidance um aggression integration uh um collaboration and then Uh, i don't know what else there is but collaboration is like at the very end that's what you learn like that's the final boss right like that's the final step so Mm -hmm. just like you said like that venn diagram kind of shit it's like that that collaboration is sort of if somebody else is not able to collaborate with me or if somebody else is not able to see like the Venn diagram and they only see that mm-hmm. one side, it's like, okay, like, am I really going to waste my time? Yeah. You, you know, oh, I'm going to avoid that. Exactly. There we go. Because I, I hate to say it. If, if you can't see both sides, like you said, the bar, both just, sides of the yeah, bar. Yeah. Like what's the point <sighs> when people, I, a lot of times I'll just laugh, react to that shit. Yeah. Like if someone like people, it, I gotta be on anyone who's my friend on social media is typically no, like knows what they're, what's in store. Yeah. They know what they're getting. Cause they know me in person. They go, all right. All right. You know? And, <laughs> um, so most people have just learned to leave me alone or just like ignore me, which yeah. is nice. Or, or like say like, I don't brother, you know? <laughs> so there's some of that shit too. But, uh, it's, uh, like I have like a funny policy on a uh, Facebook. If, if there's more comments than there are likes, I unfollow the post. I remove the notifications because it's I'm not gonna. You guys are arguing in my comments about like a meme I shared, buddy. <laughs> I don't care what. Oh, the it's fu- it's your posts, my posts, things like that. Where I'm like, oh, oh wow. I'm not gonna do that because uh, I just share things like. You know, even if I disagree with it, that's another thing I try to convey to people. And I've said it on every other podcast. If I find something funny and it's funnier than like my take on it, even if I disagree with it, I'm going to share the funny thing. Because like the laugh is so much more important, especially if like 
I disagree with it too because it's like damn you got me there I don't really have an argument well, I mean, for that it's, it's also like a topic for conversation and you're like well shit what do other people think you know what I mean you want to yeah. like pry into their minds yeah. too and this yeah. is a platform for it, so. it, is, it is and it's really it's really cool But and then that's why I like having the podcast too is because I get to uh, you know dialogue with people and then the, my people who do know me and listen they go he's not actually like as edgy and dumb as those memes he shares I hope they don't they don't just think service level but yeah. like you like you said like oh if you think that like if that if you can't see that there's more beneath exactly. the surface of something you're a fucking bigot yourself yeah that's ridiculous yeah. i hate that hate people like that and that's where i'm a bigot where i hate i uh, am intolerant of intolerant people like that <laughs> well i just i i honestly feel it's like there's there's a point where i can try to communicate and then if it reaches that point i'm like all right I'm arguing with this person for a reason. Let me put yeah. in a little bit more effort. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work out, then I, got, I have to stop. I have to stop because it's just emotionally draining at that point. So, yeah. Uh, thing, like, things online, they're not very rewarding. It's gross. You know, it's, it's just like for a, it's for a goof, a laugh most of the time. To bring it full circle, it's almost like you're, uh, like you said, you don't really have that communication with them at the box in the mm, drive-thru. Yeah. But the moment they get to the window, yeah, you different can have story. that, yeah, yeah. that dialogue. Like, there's people that uh, I, I see online and we are right at the brink of disagreeing constantly and then it's all hugs when we see each other in person. Usually because I'm a lot bigger than them and they know I can beat the shit out of them. So like, why would they argue with me? But uh, that that's just on like a, a brute force level. That's on like a that's like conflict avoidance level. That's that, the first level. That fear is that before or after the whole, the hand thing. The, oh, the, the grips. Hand exercise Where are those grips? things? I think I left them in the car. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, uh, I am always trying to be the tough guy. I never was. That's for sure. It's so hard to make up for lost muscle and lost time. Like, my parents were very uh, forgiving of whatever I wanted to do. And they didn't push me to do anything. So I didn't always make the right choice or a choice that would have served me, invested in something that would have served me better in the future, like athletics or sports or, you know, uh, education, you know, things like that. I mean, you could almost argue that the opposite side of that is like you had so many chances to fail and mm-hmm. I guess the reason why I think about that is I've I've messed up so many times I've I've dropped the ball so many times whether it's Starbucks you know outside of work whatever it is yeah that I've learned so much and it's like all right I'm coming towards this little crossroad here and I know not to go down that road I <laughs> fucked up down there before so let's go the other way fuck yeah um what you brought up martial arts earlier yeah what martial when did you start that what did you do I started when I was six and okay so like a core martial artist like yeah. that's like a good time to bring i want i wanted to do martial arts when i was a kid so bad i did not my, want to do it <laughs> well i did my parents could not afford it and i never did i uh in the cul-de-sac that i was living in before terrence moved in uh i got the shit beat out of me by three brothers oh, fuck. and uh they did it just for fun and mm-hmm. then when my mom confronted their mom, it was a boys will be boys sort of communication. Mm-hmm. And so after that, you know, my mom's like, let's put him in martial arts. Let's teach yeah. him how to defend himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, geez, uh, 
flash forward two and a half years and I was a first degree black belt. Fuck yeah. And uh, the conversation with my mom then was, all right, you've got your black belt. You know, we're, we're good. You don't, you can stop if you want. You don't need to continue. <laughs> and then I went another 12 years. Oh, so. shit. That's fucking gnarly. So it was, it definitely shaped me. I do feel that I was a somewhat of a shy kid before. And then being, I don't want to say that it wasn't a team sport, but sort of being a sport where it was mainly focused on myself, my, my own personal development and growth. <clears throat> it definitely shaped me into the person that I am today as far as confidence. Yeah. Dude, isn't that such a trip? When I go to jujitsu the next day, like I carry a whole nother fucking five pounds to this head. I swear to God, man, it's it's so much confidence, so much like physicality. Like you just walk through, like you're like buzzing electricity of just like, I would have never been able to do this before. Like taking the dive, taking the initiative, like neutralizing your anxiety. It's so good for all those things. I love that so much. I had no idea what I was missing out on for all those years. But it's just, I don't know. It's definitely helped shape me. I feel into the person I am today, but like what, what, how so just the courage to confront something or the courage to talk to somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, isn't it weird? It's like, it turns everything down. That was like screaming at you. Yeah. Everything else in life. You just kind of get like, it's like a, a better level. And I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't too afraid of things before, but then I, I am. 2008 happened and I had a ruptured appendix. Oh, fuck. I was in and out of the hospital for two months and then after that, complete 180, whole mindset change and it was, it's it's difficult to communicate with people that haven't had a situation like that where they were literally on the brink of death Mm -hmm. and to express to them, you know what, like the reason why I eat so much or the reason why I really want to eat all of this food Mm -hmm. Is because there was a point in my life where I was having ice chips, not knowing if I was going to ever have a meal again. Yeah. And I'm grateful for this food. I don't want to leave any on the plate because what if this is my last meal? Just like you were talking about with customers. It's mm-hmm. like, that might be your last time seeing them. You know what I mean? What if that was my last meal? What if this is the last thing that I eat? And it was, it's, it's, I hate to say it, but it's always there. It's like that, that. It's uh, your survival instinct. Yeah. You just had to interface with some harsh reality. Probably really good for you. It, I mean, I, I personally feel like it was because then I... I of course afraid. it was. Are you kidding? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, how, how, <laughs> I didn't mean, oh, it was probably really good for you. Like, clearly it was very good for you. And that's why you're an enigma of a person now. Yeah. To me, at least. Well, thank you. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I think uh, certain people, you know, just as with the customers we don't know and like that man who had the pregnant wife, like there's so much more beneath the surface and there's so much more to people where you're like, that's why like, I'm always like, I want to know like, what happened to you? What's the matter with you? Like, I always want to talk to someone like, like the fuck happened. Yeah. Because I, I can't stand being around you and I know there's a reason for that. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like we have a couple of coworkers and like a couple ex coworkers where I'm just like something happened. There was something, but you know, rotten in Denmark. I don't know what, 
or something like pivotal or even even like us like people we know that like i'm like i like this person yeah what the fuck happened yeah to make them like you or i'm like what the fuck happened like i like this guy it's really weird it's always so much more um i, I like kind of like whittling day uh, whittling away down to that core finding that out that's fun a lot of fun it is fun. Do you, uh, do you ever have to actually defend yourself for after joining? Uh, was it Taekwondo? Yeah, Taekwondo. Oh, gotcha. um, was that the only martial art you did? No. So the fun thing with uh, the Taekwondo studio that I was in, it actually started on uh, Camp Pendleton. Yeah, wow. And so there was a lot of Marines that were doing mm-hmm. it. And then it moved outside of Camp Pendleton, and it moved to a um, right up the street here, sort of Oceanside and College area. Mm-hmm. And there was like a different dojo on every corner. Oh, shit. And some of the Marines were still um, going to that studio. Yeah. So they brought in some instructors and people who knew different martial arts styles. That's that. I, we have a guy in our jujitsu gym. He's like, I think, head of uh, McMat or McMap, whatever it is, the Marine Corps martial arts program. Okay. So he's like a white belt, but he like really holds his own really well. It's really oh, there you funny go. and really interesting. Cause Does he teach you anything different? Oh, like, he'll or? show me things. Like, like, we'll just be fucking with each other and he'll like show me like where he'd like punch someone or like dip duck dive like fucking yeah. uppercut head kick elbow because he has a variety of martial arts and so he just sort of like shows you that muscle memory that he has mm-hmm. sort of ingrained mm-hmm. in him mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. we did do um krav maga and that really sticks out to me because i just remember we started out with those giant yellow heavy plastic like guns you know what i mean because it was like gun and knife <laughs> yeah. defense is what yeah. we were doing um, I'm gonna stop you right there. That's just gonna get people killed. <laughs> oh, playing and doing that, like thinking that thinking that they're gonna disarm someone okay. like that is yes. not a good. Matthew's dad does Krav Maga, and we always kind of like mention that he always asks me about jujitsu and stuff. Yeah. and I never ask about Krav Maga because I was watching some videos on a uh, Instagram, some Krav Maga yeah. channels, and I was like, dude, you, month one jujitsu players are gonna shut this shit down like there's a very bit there's a reason why people are in uh the ufc as brazilian jiu-jitsu black belts and not krav maga right you know grandmasters like it's a very it does not translate and i think it might be a bit of a there's this uh great great page called mcdojo life like the the strip mall dojos and it it shows all these people and their ridiculous martial arts because it's ran by a bunch of like jujitsu guys and stuff but uh i mean i think the biggest thing too is like when we were doing the gun and knife defense mm-hmm. every single time they would say you need to understand that if this happens in real life you're gonna get shot and you're gonna get stabbed oh really and they wouldn't tell you oh my gosh you can dodge bullets oh my gosh you'll never get stabbed you'll walk away unscathed if somebody's coming at you with a knife, yeah. if you think that you can avoid getting stabbed, then that's you running away. Yeah. Every martial art will tell you that's the first thing you need to do is run. run. There's no reason to yes. be in the conflict. But if, if it is a situation where you are going to get in that confrontation, and it was kind of weird too, because I wasn't, I wasn't at that 18-year-old age yet where I had signed my life away and said, okay, the stuff that you're going to teach me, like, let's fucking go mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would always start the class. You will get cut. You will get shot if mm-hmm. you get into a situation. Oh, like interesting. This. Okay. And so, 
later on, I kind of realized, sort of picking the brain of one of the um, the Marines, as I, I communicated and said, like, why did you always tell us that we were gonna get shot or cut? Like, why? And he said, it's a mental mind game. If you prepare yourself for getting shot or stabbed, then the focuses of future and other things sort of halt a little bit or get fuzzy, and then mm-hmm. your mind comes back to that moment. Your mind comes back to that, in that Training. moment, what can you yeah. do in yeah. that moment? You know what I mean? Interesting, wow, okay. And so, I, I completely agree with you because okay. I've seen some of those videos on like Instagram where they're just like, oh, let me just turn and grab the gun and everything's going to be fine. But that is it's brutal. That's not how we were trained. Like that's not like the training that I went through. The training that I went through, it was like, take your gi off, have a shirt on underneath mm-hmm. and know that when you get that burn from that rubber knife, yeah. that's your cut. Yeah. And then what are you going to do after that? What are you going to do after that yeah. moment? So mm-hmm. that was very, that, that mental sort of build was crazy different definitely a little scary but i don't know that's that's why i like that that's okay wow okay yeah because yeah. I, I really wanted to i wanted i was looking at it uh i was taking a shit the other day after work i was watching these videos and i was like there's got to be something because uh they were they had this guy uh something leduc i forget his name but he fights in this uh sport called Lethwe. it is in thailand i believe it's mixed martial arts with headbutts and a lot of it is like Krav Maga stuff and I thought wow that's really interesting there must be some sort of uh, applicability because Leduc's no fucking he's the king of Lethwe he's, yeah. he's, he's this white dude in Thailand uh, I think he's I, I I don't know his nationality or anything but uh, he's a hardcore motherfucker and I was like okay well there must be some sort of like legitimacy if this guy's there he's a bad badass badass motherfucker yeah headbutts people for a living and is just like yeah it's a really good weapon i don't see why we can't use it in mma so like son of a bitch <laughs> there might be something to do this krav maga stuff so i i was looking at a couple of pages and some of them were ridiculous i was like okay so you know there's some quality control issues here there's some quality th- there so there was actually some um uh bringing up the whole using your head kind of shit um some of the interactions as far as like defense goes it's like you know somebody's going to be punching at you if you know you're going to get hit in the face might as well take it but take it in the right spot and so it's like there's this exactly yeah, hardest part hardest part of like your head it's gonna break their hand on it exactly and so it's like you, if you know you're going to get hit regardless mm-hmm. there's no way out of it you can't duck, dodge or dive mm-hmm. you know what i mean like focus that energy and aim for it too and so it was like that muscle memory and doing stuff know, like man. that. It was I know, <laughs> that might get you knocked out. I swear to God, you hit you, someone who hits you hard enough. That I don't care if it's in the top of your head. That fucking kinetic energy that they have, yeah. especially if they're willing to punch you. A lot of people who are throwing punches have punched people before, and they're willing to do it. They're gonna get over the broken knuckle, and you're gonna fucking get take it right on the head. Yeah, might be a bad idea. <laughs> might be you, might might be you bouncing your head off the concrete and having to talk through a straw for the rest of your life. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, I guarantee I'd much rather be hit in the forehead than the jar, the temple, exactly. any day. So, so there's, like, there's some, there's some, they were told, like, okay, if you're going to get hit in the face, just duck your head. I was yeah. like, you know what? Like, All right. Chuck your chin. Yeah. Shoulders <laughs> up. Absolutely. <laughs> Hold on, sir. Let me get my mouthpiece very quick. I'm going to go ahead and uh, take this hit. Uh, I need to start wearing a mouthpiece in jujitsu. That fucking tongue. I bit my oh, tongue Jesus. the other week. Yeah. I couldn't talk right for two days. I can't believe brutal. you don't wear one. Right? 
That's so weird to me, especially. There's before. other people that wear mouthpieces, like the McMap guy, the Marine yeah. guy. He wears a fucking mouthpiece. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should wear a fucking mouthpiece. Yeah. Um, and I one time I chipped one of my coach's teeth, uh, up up north, uh, when, and that's not fun. When I was like a white belt, yeah, and he's like a brown belt, you know, right under a black belt completely versed in jiu-jitsu and I, you know, just a loose knee just ab- absolutely hit him in the fucking mouth, chipped his tooth. That one hurt him, probably hurt a lot more, like, I know I was like, damn, poor guy, uh, just got kneed by a white belt and chipped his tooth. That's, like, the inner pain mm-hmm. probably hurts way more than that little tooth. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Well, Not confidence fun. there. Doesn't matter what you are. I mean, I would actually be more afraid of somebody who is, you know, just starting out. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Most injuries happen at, at, because it's uh, uncontrolled energy, uncontrolled falling weight. White, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've definitely been hurt more rolling with like white belts than not white belts. <laughs> there, it's a whole nother story. And I mean, with the taekwondo, one of the biggest things it was. Um, focused on was control it's like if somebody got their foot next to your face Uh and then pulled it away without actually hitting you the crowd would go crazier seeing that control than if somebody just letting loose and like knocking your headgear off you know what i mean it's like okay that person could have fucked you up but they wanted to let you know that they didn't fuck you up that's some fucking badass shit it was it was fun that's some tough ass shit yeah i like that i like that a lot if i had kids i'd put them in taekwondo when they're young rather than jujitsu immediately just because it's so good for like dexterity i've heard hand-eye coordination hand-eye coordination foot coordination that's really cool yeah you know you're a tall guy you are not awkward when you move i mean it looks awkward but you don't do awkward movements you don't fucking knock (laughs) things over go tree yeah i'm not fucking dealing with chewbacca's hairy ass and it's funny sometimes when i work with that you know the vertically challenged at at work it's when you say vertically challenged, I think fat people because they're horizontally uh, qualified. So at first I was like, damn, that was a good fat joke. <laughs> like, there's this comedian. Uh, I can't remember her name right now, but she came out with this album recently. She's a woman. So she's like six foot something. She It's called Vertically Obese. <laughs> so when you said vertically challenged, I was like, <laughs> damn, fucking fat shame and some coworkers nice so you're talking definitely about definitely not what i mean i'm I know, talking, you're talking about, about their shortness, shortness. yeah right um, but it's of all the years that i've been in like those those close quarters making you know lattes yeah. and frappuccinos with people i fear i'm gonna turn around just going to grab you know a blender and just elbow somebody and that's it they're done for the rest of their shift lights yep. out but Fuck. i i I'm very aware of my surroundings. Like it's like I, I know how close I'm gonna be. Like I'll pull my elbows in. It's, it's so just... much fun. It's so much fun. That's one of the I think one of the funnest parts about working at Starbucks is I'm literally like moving and grooving sometimes and like just whew, like just near misses, just so close to almost getting hit in the face and like I'm always doing this shit. This is from boxing, always and kickboxing, always like bringing your guard up in your hands and to like protect your cauliflower. Uh, to no, to protect my jaw and my uh. teeth mostly. I'm most afraid of my teeth and nose getting and jaw getting fucked up yeah so i'm always like no don't hit me here like this is gonna guard that it's gonna i'll always have my hand up here just stupid little shit i do it when i skate too my friends uh will note i pointed it out to them one time they're like oh yeah every, they fucking laugh every time i do it because i'll be skating and i'll like move by someone and like yeah and fucking 
act like I'm boxing. I mean, I'd I don't, much know, rather, I don't know how to box. I'd but much I rather you have that reaction yeah. than, you know, having somebody having to drive you to the emergency room with, like, your teeth out. Oh, yeah, that so, fucking sucks. <laughs> that's some good muscle memory to have. Mm-hmm. But um, having it, like... I love when me and you were just like, like two trains coming at each other and just like, like just last second, like we both know how to move and I'm just like, and I'm just like walking to like the blenders or something. And I'm like, no one's going to say anything. That was amazing. That was fucking amazing. We didn't hit each other. If any of you uncoordinated fucks were there, we, you would be like, Oh, sorry. You just stop dead center and be like, oh, well, which way are you going? They're like, they're doing the, this fucking herky jerk shit. And I'm like, I know which way I'm going. You need to pick a way. Yeah. I love that. Or, and that's why I tell people too. I'm like, uh, don't apologize. Just push through me. Like yeah. I, I am big and thick and I'm not going to get hurt if you just shove me out of the way. Cause even then it's like, if they, if you know which way they're going, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, then I could be a little bit quicker and walk yeah, around their momentum. Around yeah. You. Yeah. Love that. Uh, um, and it, it sucked there for a while when my knee was really hurt. Uh, I couldn't do that. And it was really hard to work. So it's like, my freedom's gone. I can't move with sexuality now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Chewbacca, um, you're quite the Star Wars fan. Uh, a little bit. A little bit? <laughs> Would you look at you got some Star Wars shit over there? Well, no, I just looked down because I, I was like, oh my gosh, I just had a Star Wars watch in in this little collection here Yeah, the other day because I was fixing one. So, um, One of my earliest memories is my brother showing me Star Wars, the first one, and he put it in on a... Uh, it was a, a video cassette. What is it called? Video cassette <laughs> in the VCR. And it was... Uh, it was um, what do you call it now? It wasn't burned. It wasn't pirated, but it was like a taped one. It was like a blank tape that they yeah. had recorded all of the Star Wars on the first three. And um, he started it. And I had obviously seen a couple movies at this point, so I knew the credits rolled at the end. He put it in, and I was like, "Oh, oh, uh, it, it's already over. You got to rewind it because it was the opening crawl." And I couldn't read, and oh, I didn't gosh. know. I thought it was the credits rolling, and he's like, "No, this is the beginning." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> My life was never the same since, dude. Credits at the beginning? Fucking. (laughs) I fucking loved Star Wars from then on. And um, it's really funny. It's happening to me now where all the, like, like, political memes I was sharing are, like, slowly fading away. And I'm, like, trying not to share all the new Star Wars memes. And I'm like, like, it happened to me today where I was like, (laughs) no one's going to get this. Oh shit, like two people are like two nerds are gonna get this on my fucking timeline. <laughs> I fucking love Star Wars, man. And uh to this day, if I'm just like walking to my car, I'm just picturing me playing with like Star Wars action figures like on the way to I was like, Oh, this is a this would be a perfect place to like Oh fuck, I gotta I'm I'm gonna work. I'm an adult. What am I doing? You know, <laughs> like I fucking get there in my headspace or I uh I spent a lot of time um when I wasn't hanging out with uh my sometimes white and sometimes not white friends in the neighborhood. <laughs> I was in the backyard playing with action figures by myself for hours and I had so many Star Wars action figures and I remember when the Gennady Tartakovsky, I think is his name, some Russian animator, uh had the Star Wars Clone Wars before the Cartoon Network Clone Wars yeah. like long form there were like these five minute ten minute shorts animated shorts came out um, I think before Revenge of the Sith came out even or maybe oh, after wow. um, and it, that was my that was the, the highlight of my fucking childhood that year was like I get to watch the best Star Wars for ten minutes and it's animated it's the fucking Clone Wars dude oh my god 
I love Star Wars like you would not believe. I'm f- a part of two, maybe three Facebook groups uh, just sharing Star Wars memes. Like, die hard. I, it it, it kind of pains me that I see people like getting stoked about Star Wars now, and I'm like, where the fuck were you my whole fucking childhood when I was in the backyard by myself, no friends, playing with the fucking Star Wars toys? No one knew who Boba Fett was. I was like, you don't know Bosk and the Bounty Hunters? Empire Strike Back isn't your favorite fucking movie ever? Are you kidding me? Jango Fett? That was like the greatest thing that had ever happened to me. <laughs> Dude, I remember one time, this was... I, most spoiled brat moment of my life. Uh, I wanted the Django Fett Camino Escape version yeah. of J- uh, the action figure, and my mom bought me the like Giannosin one where he gets his head cut off. And oh, the God. actual fucking toy, his his head is a magnet. It comes right off. It just fucking comes Jesus. off. And I was like, oh, that wasn't the one I wanted, mom. You know. And I think back, like, what a little asshole. My mom drove to KB Toys dated myself there uh got a toy for me that i didn't ask her to get and got me the wrong one and i pitched about it yeah she showed me in front of michael ruvaklava's house too so just for fucking (laughs) just for fucking connectivity's sake (laughs) uh i just wanted to you know unload a bit of that on you just to let you know like you think you're a star wars fan i just don't have the merch and i mean the the funny thing too is like i actually it sort of gradually hit me because I had no idea how much of a fan I was. Isn't that funny? And I was, my, my dad was bringing it up one day because I was talking to him about Star Wars um, when one of the last movies was coming out. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, are we all going to go together? Like, am I going to go see it? And then we're going to go. And I mean, I'm just planning it like another fucking outing with the family. Like, okay, we're going to get lunch here, right? I'm just planning it. And um, <clears throat> I also uh, was talking to them about how um, I was showing... Mel, the movies for the first time. Yeah. And my family just decides to shit on me and unload on how every single time we would visit my grandmother's house, she had a VCR player and she had the three VHSs of the first mm-hmm. three movies. Mm-hmm. And every single time we would go, that's what we would watch. And for like six hours, my parents were just hostage to watching whatever. And I had no idea, but my grandmother was on my side and saying, if this is what he wants to do, we're going to sit down and watch it. Grandma, you I had saved. no idea. No idea idea the isn't entire that, time isn't that, isn't that so cool that you got to grow up like that it is you know like, I'm okay with I, it I'm not even yeah I'll allow it <laughs> dude I have talk to me tell me more I'll allow it in my vernacular just ready to go always what are the what are the you know when you press a button the, the sound samples. Bites, samples yeah 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 yeah, yeah. You I have it on. It's on my notes the name of the episode is gonna be talk to me okay. with JP or good or, or tell me more <laughs> I'm dead fucking. I was like, I already wrote it. Usually, I have to name the episode when I'm reviewing it before I post it. I'll listen to the conversation. Yeah. Listen for some like uh, spectacular phrase that one of us says, and I go, "That's perfect. I'll do that." But this one was like, I had this named months ago. D- and I told you why no. I say that. I don't think so. Tell me. Oh my God. I don't remember. So, um, my first store, and I was, um, I wasn't a shift supervisor yet, and brand new to the company uh-huh. and I'm, I'm trying to be outgoing trying to be you know what Starbucks wants me to be <laughs> um, and a gentleman walks in and uh, we had just got done you know I don't know what we were talking about but my coworkers we were just laughing having a good time so energy was high mm-hmm. he walks up to the register and I look right at him and I say talk to me 
and I hadn't put my hair back yet. This is when I had an afro, and oh, my hair was shit. just crazy. Yeah. Um, and he looks at me, and he says, no, I will not talk to you. That is very rude. And um, he says that, you know, continues to go on about how it was rude, but then turns around and says, you know what? If, it was, if, if this was a professional setting, I would not hire you. And then walked out. Wait, your your friend did this or a stranger? No, no, no. It was it was a a customer that walked up, uh-huh. and I was ready to ring him up. Yeah, and I had just gotten done having you know yeah. a fun conversation, and I look at this gentleman that walks up, and I just hey, talk to me, uh-huh. and he just. You know what? No, I will not. That is very rude. Oh, what just a cunt. Went off about how it was rude and how he wouldn't hire me. And then I like sort of looked him up and down and he had like this sort of blazer coat on, jeans and some loafer slip-ons. You know what I mean? Gross. So I, was, I don't know what he does, but I was like, I don't think I would ever work for you in the first place. After that, I decided <laughs> I'm going to say talk to me to every no single customer. You and you fucking do. You know what's so uh, funny uh, is when our other coworkers try to do it, and you know what? That shit sounds pretty rude. This shit sounds pretty fucking rude when they do it. But you have perfected the cadence. <laughs> talk to me. You know, I can't even. I can't even emulate you without like it sounding imi- like an imitation. Well, I mean, I hate to dissect further into it, but it's like I look at the person and I'm like, okay, so Barb here probably knits for her grandchildren. Hey, Barb, talk to me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Got to be a little bit softer. So, but sometimes I'll just throw it out there and I just won't even care. So yeah. I think about that guy quite often. My favorite is when I'm going like, hey, how you doing today? And they just, can I get a, and I'm like, not good, huh? I say that under my breath, like, mic on all the time. And I, I must not say it, it must not be that big of a deal because no one said anything to me, whether it was the people ordering or our coworkers. I don't know where I get I think my dad, I get that one from my dad. Huh, that good, huh? <laughs> yeah, wow. So good you couldn't even fucking talk to another person who just asked you a goddamn question. I think it's actually, if you think about it, when people ask us how we're doing, you're like, hey, how you doing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't really expect to like, oh shit, no. let me like sit down and have a conversation. Not at all. I totally get it because Australians come over and they're like, Everyone's asking me how the fuck I'm doing. I don't know what to fucking tell them. I'm like, I'm really, really polite, but I'm just trying to get my fucking egos and go. I'm like, all right, sorry, man. Bobby. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I, in, instead of, you know, fumbling over that whole introduction, like, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. How's your day going? Yeah. Kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you're here for business. I'm literally working at this business. Yeah. Let's handle business together. Talk Absolutely. To me. You know what I mean? Business. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> business. You say, I know, I love that when you're, uh, come see me. Business. <laughs> Dude, there's so many fucking, I need a, a little JP sampler here. Oh my gosh. You're so good at it. It's, uh, at first, it, it's so funny when we have a new partner and they're like, what he said talk to me and everybody else rolls their eyes he's always like like this and i was like these i when i first started i was like what's the matter with all these people you were only a couple weeks newer than i was at that store at that store too and i was i was like oh my god this this guy's fun i love this guy um eight hours later eight hours later and then i can see why i'm rolling my eyes now and i'm like damn i turned into one of them bitter assholes but it's also like like what going back to like fuck dude you're so good with that but you have such a charisma about it that i'm always trying to breach that optimization that next level of like personhood yeah and it, uh you do it so well you do it so explicitly i love that big fan well i also hate how <laughs> like i get i get very competitive and the last store that i came from we were hitting some awesome numbers just at a lobby store yeah and i'm no drive through very competitive 
and uh, I wanted to bring sort of that that aspect of of what I had been doing for five years mm -hmm. at one store. Mm -hmm. I want to bring it to another store and try to implement it's part it. of you. Absolutely, I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to train everybody that comes in mm -hmm. like fuck the pleasantries let's handle business and yeah. let's get you the fuck on with your day weird you know okay. what i mean well i mean well yeah no and i love that too because i i love competition i love proficiency i love efficiency and being able to like be i love when uh it's the morning and i get to be put in the window because i don't think anyone's faster at the window than i am like just me even you because you talk more than i, I do, do talk a lot of the so window. so sometimes that'll like slip, hold it up a little bit so the other day you put me on at the window and even my first fucking customer was christian and i had that motherfucker out of there <laughs> real quick it was great it, i was just like dude i am flexing today it, it wasn't that part of the starbucks vernacular a, a little while ago or like the the corporate oh, lingo flex was like play. flex your play yes. yeah. yeah so i was like oh yeah i'm fucking this is my little flexy zone right here this is where i shine um that morning was good. That, hey, was actually, that was actually a really good morning. That was, that was that was the people calling, telling me I'm too hot. Yeah. They, that was Tone down the hotness, Dallas. <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> God. Of course, now I'm going to wonder who the fuck it was. Oh, I'm not. There was definitely no dime pieces rolling through that early in the morning. <laughs> was it a Friday? That's funny. How fun. Absolutely. I realized I put these gloves on to That's okay. Start working on some you know, watches. <laughs> I know. I got to take a picture. I'm trying, trying to be quiet, too, because I was like, shit. No, I wonder if you could actually fine. hear how you, loud these are. Uh, you can't hear them. <laughs> they're not a problem. I like that picture I took, so we can see your balls in your shorts there. Yes. <laughs> um, so I love when we're at work and... I catch you by surprise. Best part of my day. Cause you're hard to keep up with. And then every now and then I just get like a fucking jab in or something or a fucking, I usually have to go pretty vulgar with it for you to do. get you. I you have do. to push the boundaries. But there has to be some thought into it too. Yeah, sonny. <laughs> but it'll definitely, it'll throw me off and I'll just be like, well shit, I gotta put thought into this. Like, I can't say anything bad cause it's too much thought goes into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something happened the other day and it was just like I walked around with a feather in my cap the whole rest of my shift because of it I don't remember what it was anytime I can get you to break your uh, my Starbucks persona yeah anytime I can get you to break like that energy <laughs> win for me that's all like that's my mission some days I'm like I, I'm not gonna do anything but I definitely am gonna fuck this shit up. I'm gonna. I like it. What's even worse is when I say something amazing, no one hears it. it what I think's amazing is probably not that amazing. Everyone probably heard it, just goes unnoticed. Yeah. Uh, that store is a tough store to crack, dude. I don't know what it is. Uh, I didn't get along with anyone for the first month. It was fucking brutal. I was like, <laughs> quitting this shit quick. <laughs> you know, not as quick as I thought I would, but. <laughs> I definitely came in with um, uh, a very cookie cutter corporate mentality because I was I sort of knew who I was coming in to work for yeah and uh, once I realized what was going on I was like alright I gotta tone it back maybe be a little bit lighter not be as professional so I got um, a final written warning a month in to working for that store that was funny <laughs> <laughs> and the re 
and the reason why oh my gosh oh uh, so our store manager at the time was this six and a half foot tall lesbian jew from new york brooklyn uh you're right uh sorry brooklyn um and she was talking to one of my our coworkers about stimulus checks and me being very on the button saying oh this is a this is a woman who is jewish and lesbian and from brooklyn i'm gonna take a wild guess say she doesn't like that trump guy that we just got out of office and uh this is before the new administration had taken place this is before the the big party at the Capitol happened and everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and um, she was ta- uh, talking about it like, oh, yeah, I haven't gotten my stimulus. And someone else was like, yeah, I haven't gotten mine either. And I was like, oh, didn't you hear it? They're not giving them to the gays. Gays don't get any or something like that. And she fucking laughed. And she thought it was hilarious. Couple days later, Dallas ended up talking. Who was sitting next to you, or who was around <laughs> you that might have thought it wasn't funny? No, everyone laughed. It was great. But uh, she even she even told me if there wasn't other people around, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But because there's other people around, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I'm not gonna lie, that's one of the frustrating things. Yeah, it's like I could be, I could be myself, but not if there's other people around. I could be having a coaching conversation and I could, you know, shoot it straight with you. Yeah. And if I use some profanity and or, you know, make make the the situation tense, yeah. it's fine. Because yeah. you know it's just mm-hmm. coffee. You know it's just a job. You understand what I'm saying. Yep. But somebody else might be, oh my gosh, like, that's way too aggressive. That's mm-hmm. too, you know, he's being too forward. He said some things that I don't agree with. I have to babysit this new person, this other entity, this third party. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, je- uh, consistently surprised I've never been fired from a Starbucks. Yeah. That's all. That's all I'll say. The amount of shit, the, like, this store is so tame. The amount of shit I would say at my last store, you know, small town, I know everyone. Yeah. Everyone loves me there. I was the JP of that place, you know what I mean? So it's a very, like, uh, to see, to come somewhere else and find out, like, damn it, I'm not the top banana. It's so weird, <laughs> and it's so funny to be like, oh, I got to compete with someone else's personality, and, like... I'm also really thankful I get to carry on whatever I've like succubus from you and yeah. like bring it on up to the uh, Central Coast. <laughs> Take your new samples up there. Yeah. Talk to me. <laughs> I mean, it is funny though, because half the customers, you know, all they see is like this smiling tall person that's, you know, energetic. Yeah. It's like they don't know. No. They, they don't, don't know. Me. know. They don't fucking know. <laughs> They're me. never going to hang out with me outside of work. So. Dude, it's so brutal <clears> when <throat> people are like, ha ha, oh my God, you're the best. You just made my ear so funny. Um, I that's can't. why the, that, see, it's not you doing that. It's the people just being like fucking beside themselves that you're a real person, the customers. Yeah. That's when our coworkers are like, oh my fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's so amazing. <laughs> if you sit there for five minutes, he'll do it to somebody else. Don't feel special. Oh, I know. that. There's nothing, nothing worse than when I'm like, dang, he was really good at that person. Dang, he was really good at that person. Dang, he said the same thing again. <laughs> Son of a bitch. We are just robots. Did you see that headline that was like, uh, Starbucks workers uh, bemused by TikTok orders uh, 
treating them like coffee making robots <laughs> oh my gosh um i've always felt that way the tiktok drinks were nothing new or nothing different it yeah. is i always feel like they've been treated like we've just been treated like the robots of people that's why it's good to like kind of can conv- like convey or get to people like personalize them exactly you know? Because then they no longer treat us like the robots. They go, oh man, you take take your time, man. You're good. Yeah, you know. I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Huh. He, he noticed I was real. I was a man. The respect. Speaking of robots, there is um, <clears throat> a robotic arm uh, in Japan, and I watched it do a uh, coffee grind, weigh, pour, and then pour over. And then grab the cup and serve the coffee. It was like six stages. Wow. And the arm did every single one of them. And even did the whole swirl pattern for a pour over coffee. That's probably and perfect. I was going to say that consistency is probably through the roof. Um, and I was like thinking to myself, the only different thing between that robot and us is our ability to have that conversation Connect. or yeah. that connection with the uh, people. There's going to be a time where like Starbucks and McDonald's were pretty similar. The the actual like preparing of, this is what I think, that the pre- preparing of the drinks and all that is gonna be completely replaced by a robot. It's gonna have a whole new like fucking way they do things. Yeah. Like there's gonna be like humans, employees that are solely hired just for the connection and the experience that they're gonna provide. They're gonna be like hosts and hostess of like those environments yeah and they're gonna be surrounded by machines that are actually doing the work because it's just that automa- automation won't replace the human ingenuity of heart and personality yeah you know what i mean yeah i mean ai might meet might someday but i think this is gonna happen before the ai kind of replaces it you know what i mean when's the last time you went to a, a mcdonald's or like a drive through um last night fucking call you out sorry didn't mean mean to set you up to call you out um the other day i was uh in the drive-thru line um we were getting oh gosh just fucking smoothies yeah like we just wanted we had a sweet tooth Mm -hmm. we just wanted uh smoothies the we is you don't need to just anyway fuck you um (laughs) as i was sitting there waiting nobody was at the window to greet us once we got there um Mm a cup dropped and I thought I was like oh shit like something's falling I watched it drop it was on a conveyor belt and it moved filled itself with ice moved over filled um, with soda moved over and then sat there waiting it was a conveyor belt and it changed sizes while I was sitting there somebody else ordered something obviously it was another order yeah um, it changed sizes so the cups rotated you know like almost like a yeah what are those Gatling guns or like the uh-huh. you know and yeah. so it rotated yeah. like that absolutely and then um, the different size cup fell mm-hmm. it rolled over filled itself with ice and then filled wow. its, uh, itself with like the appropriate soda and I was blown away <laughs> I, hey man I yelled at the guy in the window is that thing new <laughs> and I got so excited about it but that's exactly you turned into one of our dumb customers so quick so excited about it i felt embarrassed too i was like damn it's been forever what if they've had this thing for like five years so yeah that's so funny you know customers don't ask 
me shit about like how we prepare it they don't care they just want their fucking drinks and get the fuck out of there they're so impersonal they don't care that it's our hopes our souls and dreams and whatnot inside of their lattes yeah not at all i can't tell you how many times i make like a beautiful latte or a flat white's favorite drink to make and it's just like i'm just giving it to some schmuck we'll never know that lids on it they'll never see it yeah breaks my heart I love making a take, good espresso. Take that drink. moment, man. Walk it over. Hey, look what I made. Look what I made. <laughs> Show them. You see that dot? That's hard to do. See the contrast? Yeah. Hard to do. Yeah, that's fucking true. Uh, right. What were you gonna say? Were you gonna say something about the? Sorry if there was like a gap there, guys. My my recorder, my card got full. Turns out I need to prepare a little better next time. But uh, so um. Were you, were, did you say what you were going to say about the whole Starbucks McDonald's robot thing? Yeah, no, yeah, I was, there was the story. It was the story yeah, of the oh, automated fuck. thing because we were talking yeah. about the the portal. Were you at a McDonald's? Or what? where were you? you were at a McDonald's? It was a McDonald's, oh, okay. wow. and um, it was just so weird to see how automated it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I mean, I also noticed too, like the one of the first times that I had been back through that drive-through. Um, I watched the person who was taking orders. They were isolated in their own room with computers and another register, and they were just taking orders. That's all they were doing. Dude, they're going to take their own life next. Are you fucking kidding me? Isolated to your own room. Like, that shit's brutal. Like, there's a whole lot of, like... (sighs) uh, There's so much impersonalization in drive-thru. That's why, like, when people go to the drive-thru and they're like, oh, this person's grumpy and gross. It's yeah. like they've just been spoken to like a robot because they were talking out of a robotic speaker and then pulled up to. And then someone they took money from someone like I don't know about you, but anytime I have to give money away, like a little a little a piece that gets re- is regenerative, a little piece of me dies. I go, OK, that's. There's another dollar gone. Ouch. I'll get the dollar back, but son of a bitch, you got the cash. How'd you do that? Every time I buy something, I go, did I really need to buy that? <laughs> um, I don't... Almost every back, time. Back to what you were saying about, you know, having that, that interaction yeah. and also sort of being dead inside when they <laughs> talk to an automated <laughs> voice. I think that's why it's so fucking easy to just, like, crack somebody up. Yeah. Because they're not expecting somebody to be like, oh, yeah, tell me more. Yeah. Yeah, tell me more. What else do you want? Oh, that sounds so good. It's like you don't expect that that interaction to come out all. of a, a speaker box. So yeah, I'm so used to no one having a personality in the drive-through. Anyways, I can't. I couldn't tell you two times I've ever had like a fucking wild interaction. You know, hey, welcome to Carl's Jr. Are you a little whopper today? Yeah. I was like, I don't know what you said, but I'm not interested. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's brutal. I ask. I ask them no matter what they say to me. I ask them how they're doing. Yeah. Like whether I'm the customer or the person taking their order, yeah, it sets a different tone completely. How do you uh, do it though? Um, like we were in Carl's Jr. drive-through last night, and they're like, they're like, "Welcome, to Carl's Jr. Uh, what can I get for you tonight?" I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" They're like, good, thank you. Um, what, what can I get for you tonight? Throws like, them off. It throws yeah. them off. And they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's this little speckle, even if it's a little bit, just a little bit, a little tiny little bit. Yeah. Get some, get some going. You know, it means a lot. I like that a lot. I do. I do the same thing, but I, I do like to. I like to stop and really and really mean it. Like, oh, you mean? Oh, you're not messing around. <laughs> no, I mean, like I just I want them to know. So I'll go to um, In and Out and you know, like, hi, welcome. What are we getting yeah. for you today? And I'll like stop and I'll like look up the menu, but then I'll stop and say. 
how are you doing? Yeah. You know, yeah. like I'm looking into their fucking soul. Oh, shit. Right? <laughs> um, but I do that just like, that's funny. I also want them to treat me like I would treat them. Yes. And so it's like, if I don't take control in that moment, mm-hmm. then I'm just going to get another fucking robot. So if I feel if I, Seriously. if I set the mood and tone for that moment and I let them know like, Hey, this is going to be a genuine interaction. Like, you know, treat me with your best. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Then I can, I can always follow up. I can always have a, a fucking perpetuated good experience, yeah. whether I do it or you do it next time. It's a, it's a beautiful, it's free. Um, it costs you nothing in the terms of being free. And, uh, just like you earn so much more and you receive so much more than you get back. Cause I carry that into the next interaction and then that leads me somewhere. And then I have a good interaction. I called some dude out for being on steroids yesterday. Like he was, or he was just built. No, no, no. Like I was like, man, do you look good? You look like you're on that juicy, you're on that good stuff. Huh? Are you on the TRT? And he, he looked at me, him and the veins in his arms nodded. They went, he was like, uh-huh. it was so fucking great, dude. He was so excited that I could like tell. And I was like, oh man, that's so good. Maybe me someday, man. That's awesome. And he was all excited. We were, we were having a little chit chat. And uh, did you tell him to flex for you? No, he was already flexing. He was just sitting there. Uh, <laughs> But um, it's, men of a certain age, around like 35 and on, can get owned. Oh, you're fucking knocking on that door, shit. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the uh, I was like, don't make any facial expressions. He doesn't know. <laughs> um, fucking, they uh, go to like these men's health clinics. One of them around here is Ageless Men's Health, and you get your testosterone levels checked and usually they're a little low and they give you testosterone which is steroids which is hormone replacement which is free uh you know your free testosterone and your uh endogenous or i don't know all the science behind it because i'm fucking retarded but uh these guys who are older and in better shape than any of their younger counterparts it's so easy to tell and it's so fun because once you find out that so many people, especially in a beach community like these, do it, and especially because there's a, literally an ageless men's health right over here in Carlsbad, um, it, it's fucking phenomenal to be like, dang, there's people on steroids everywhere, and it's normal, and it's not like this weird, unhealthy thing. It's a big, it's a big topic I have on the podcast a lot. I'll talk with my friends about steroids just because, like, being in uh, jujitsu and MMA and powerlifting, um, people use steroids in all of those things. And there are some adverse effects when people, unfortunately, get like busted for steroids. They weren't smart about it, uh, didn't use it. There's like a lot more pros than cons. Yeah. So it's just really fun to talk about it. I just fucking. Just like someday I get to be on fucking steroids <laughs> as a man because the doctor says, you're missing something. And I just just take a needle in my fucking ass and then I get to be in better shape than I ever was in my entire life. That sounds great. <laughs> Is there like a certain length that it lasts or you got to go back in for more? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like um, you'd get like uh, biweekly shots, I think. Oh, okay. And then you would go through cycles and then there would be... Um, uh, fuck, I can't remember what it's called. I actually have been like out of the uh, loop of this for a little bit. Um, what's called a uh, 
post cycle therapy PCT. Yeah. Um, what happens is your natural testosterone levels have been suppressed, so your estrogen is gonna spike. So what you got to do is keep that estrogen. You know, just what I try to do every day in my life. You got to keep that estrogen low and just you know defeat it and keep it down, so that way you don't grow man tits and your balls don't shrink and stuff like that. There's a way to do it where you don't have these silly stereotypes of your testicles shrinking and yeah. your boobs getting all massive. So that's why it's better to go to the doctor and have them test your levels and do it therapeutically and scientifically than just getting some black market stuff you get yeah. online and inject into your fucking uh tummy fat so <laughs> enough about me uh <laughs> i was like man i thought we were, i thought i got injected into your butt <laughs> no yeah you can do that okay, absolutely okay, okay. Uh, i think in your butt would be considered intramuscular and like um in your tummy fat would be like subcutaneous or sub q is what it's called i was talking to one of our um co-workers who is transgender and they use steroids they have uh injections yeah. and i had i had told him about the uh the interaction i had yesterday with the <laughs> the guy um just out of the blue and then so we got to talking about like steroids and like injecting testosterone and he's yeah. saying like oh when i go get my hair cut there's these like big beefy ass dudes and then we we get to talking about uh you know hormone replacement testosterone replacement therapy and they're like yeah you fucking get it hell yeah <laughs> testosterone brother <laughs> I'm like that's fucking hilarious <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Uh, speaking back to samples, I feel like you should have a a little sample to where you, when you press it, you be like science with Dallas. <laughs> you just press it, and then you get into that topic. Little 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 fucking segment. Oh man, that then it just turns into a radio show. No. <laughs> oh, not a bad thing. I'm just I'm saying. Sorry, I haven't listened to the radio in forever. <laughs> <clears throat> I totally get what you mean, but like, there's some people who have like overly produced podcasts where it's just this funny radio show, and there's like funny noises and segments, and it's just like, I'm just trying to have a talk about dicks and Star Wars with my pal on a yeah. couch. You know what I mean? Like, I really like the. Well, that makes sense. I like the parental discretion advised, like very like raw rawness to it. Um, I had some like really emotional conversations with people on this podcast before and I really uh that's one of like my proudest moments is being able to talk to someone I wouldn't otherwise have a deep conversation with yeah and I got to fucking record it and now there's an audience for it now they get to hear it and see like I am human I'm not just yeah (laughs) funny jokes on the internet about suicide or something that makes more sense (laughs) it would kind of sort of take away from that seriousness if you had some going off in the background exactly exactly but some people do have that space and that's how they facilitate it and I'm totally fine with that that's how they do things that's really cool not my style Gotcha. <laughs> like like the intro to my podcast is a uh, a sound bite from a Clockwork Orange and a old punk song that from a band that never did anything past that one uh, as a band past this like one compilation. It's just oh, okay. like just like a cool punk song that always stuck in my fucking head. That's all. And now it's in your podcast. Now it's in my podcast. And it, well, it's so nice because it's like I never have to worry about it getting stuck in my head because it's somewhere else always. I don't know. It worked. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm always thinking about that song. And now I'm like, if it's something I have to be responsible for, my brain immediately goes and just fucking shoves it out of the window. I can't tell you. My brain refuses to accept information for something I don't care about. I mean, 
That makes sense. Does it? Does why, it make sense? Why, I'm why just saying. File, I'm why just would I file saying. it away if I, I don't want to, you know, well, think about it or care about it? That's my problem I have at work where, <laughs> like, a manager or someone yeah. would be like, hey, uh, I'm, like, asking them a very obvious question. I'm like, how many, you know, pumps go in here? Like, what's the, how long are these good for? When do these expire? And it's, like, the third time I asked it that yeah. week. I'm not going to remember. My brain refuses to care about this. I you can't memorize do it. it. Why do I need to memorize exactly. it? Exactly. I can I always ask, ask you if you're there. Exactly. Yeah, that's fucking. This is, this is what I being a that. team is, guys. I love that. <laughs> what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, architectural engineer. What happened there? Um, <clears throat> like, how did I not want to become that? Or both? Well, yeah. How? Uh, why an architectural engineer? What exactly is that? Did you have idols? And, oh my gosh. Okay. okay. And also, why are you doing that now, or why aren't you doing that now? Gotcha. Um, very quick, that watch looks good on you. Thank anyway, you. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, well, we didn't get to record that part, but uh, Josh just totally fucking fixed up a watch for me and fitted it to my fat wrist, or, or wrist I wish was fat, actually. It's the only part of me that's not fat, unfortunately, that in my dick. And um, <laughs> it looks so good, you're right. I never thought I'd wear a watch with like that big of a face on it too. It, it feels so right. There is one that's a little bit bigger than that, and so that's that's one of my favorite sizes. So yeah, yeah, nice. Looks good. Looks like the, about the circumference of. My, anyways, um, girthy. Girthy. <laughs> um, when I was uh, young, I had a uncle, and he was an architect. Yeah. And um, cool. I remember going and visiting him at one of his job sites because it was um, like right up in LA. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we went and had lunch and I visited him and it was one of the buildings like a skyscraper where it was built at the bottom portion but if you take a certain elevator up yeah, it was still there's sticks. no walls and it's just straight open. Yeah, And um, we got in a certain elevator and the elevator only had uh, this chicken wire around it uh-huh. and went all the way to the top. He hooked a little rope around me. We walked out to the edge and we sat there. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He had some lunch and we just chatted, you know. I mean, obviously, like, it was the the child sort of like this eight-year-old asking questions and talking about, like, oh, my gosh, this is cool. Like, just just stupid things. Like, why is this shaped like an eye? You but know, well, the eye beam is. Yeah. But it was just, it was such a moment. And he was just talking about how, you know, this is, and this is what I built and this is why I designed it this way. And this is, you know, this is how we construct it. Dude, you know what? That's a conversation I wish I got to have with someone. I don't know any architects. There's people listening. They've never known any architects. They would probably love to ask those questions and had lunch with, with an architect when they're eight years old. And I mean, I, I don't think I thought anything of it in the moment. I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. Right, my mom was super pissed about it when she found out. Yeah, but um, oh, moms, it was the the connection that he took from from what I did, like the the playing with Legos. You know what yeah. I mean? And like yeah. building things. He's like, oh, your mom showed me like something that you built. It's just like that. Like you oh. have an idea in your mind, and you take that out of your mind, and you put it into what you're doing. That's nice. Now, I mean, it was that connection that that just sort of like, all right, like I'm really good at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why don't I go that direction? Yeah. And then, um, oh gosh, fast forward to high school, um, there's actually a class, it's a, an AutoCAD class, excuse me, where I'm sitting there at the computer and I'm, I'm designing, I'm sketching. You yeah. know, we did the shorthand, we did the actual, like the physical sketches, um, and I learned how to actually draft um, pen and paper style or pencil and paper style. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there I learned about um, computer drafting and Autodesk, mm-hmm. AutoCAD, and 
I did two years of that in high school. Damn, dude. I wish I could have fucking done that. Keep going. Keep going. And I'm then um, after that, I, I, I was like, you know what? I can do this. And so I started doing it at Palomar. I did five years at Palomar. I took Whoa. two different architectural history classes. I did um, color, shading, design. Um, one of the designs I did... Um, I actually didn't finish a project because I had put so much detail into a uh, three-story floating staircase, the engineering and the design behind it, and it was so detailed, and I actually um, uh, did some work with another engineering student uh, to make sure that the the design that I was creating, like one, one part of it was structurally, um, oh gosh, sound designed to where it was uh, held up by the foundation. But then the second uh, floor to the third floor, I had to actually create uh, its own skeleton design out of a certain mm-hmm. metal to where it held the floating staircase and it was in the wall. So you had no idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, so, so it would one be port, integrated there. Okay. Yeah. Got one point it, it was, um, you know, into the foundation and it was using anchor bolts that way mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. certain like pulleys and whatnot, not pulleys, but, um, and then the other portion was a completely different design using metals yeah. and, you know, just to give it that floating staircase design. Um, after I was done, one of the instructors who is actually an architect outside of class, yeah. he only taught on Thursdays, but outside of class, he actually designed buildings. He asked if I could take that design, put it onto a, a flash drive and mm-hmm. then sign it over to him. He actually like wrote up this paper and I signed my design, my design over to him. He said, cause he's going to be building 3d homes. And that's one oh, thing that he wanted to use. And so I got, I got so into it. That's um, so exciting. That's so cool. And then, you know, the green apron sort of took me in a different direction and yeah. fucking lost it. Fucking lost it. Yeah. Do you resent Starbucks? Um, I mean, obviously I, I can think back and, you know, get frustrated about how I went the direction I did, but I, I don't think I'll ever resent it. I mean, I'm frustrated that I didn't have the gumption or I didn't have the drive in the beginning. I didn't have that drive when I was, you know, going to school to like, you know, put both feet in and just be like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's finish it. Yeah. I've, I've never been ambitious and it really hurts to like want to be ambitious. I, I have ambition to be ambitious. That's all I got right now. It's a, it's a stepping stone, but it's hard to like wake up every day and go, fuck I didn't do anything I, I wanted to yeah I, that so I try to dedicate like a lot of time and energy into things that I skipped over yeah that I didn't have the uh drive to do growing up dude kids with ambition kids who like even like I was a very very smart kid I did excellent on tests I remember there me and this girl Diana Kraszewski uh, if you would ask me at any point in time I'd say we're the two smartest kids in this entire school and I always had this like mental competition with her, and then there was just something that like happened. I think boobs. I realized I found out what boobs were or something. I swear to God, and it fucking just completely ruined me. Where yeah. I like couldn't focus ever, and like I have a real problem with authority too. Like I cannot be told what to do very well. Yeah, it's hard. But I'm trying to like unlearn that to where if someone tells me what to do, what to do, excuse me, um, I'm listening very closely and now i can use that to my advantage to where every time i always took it as like a personal offense when people were trying to control me or because a lot of a lot of school 
like that's all they were trying to do i was oh, doing yeah. something bad i was being defiant and you I were couldn't a number do this. on their checklist kind exactly of yeah, yeah, it was yeah. fucking yeah. hard where i was just like why would i do anything for you people i'm not gonna fucking do your stupid homework i'm not gonna and then i ended up i went to two elementary schools two junior highs six high schools like i had just seen the plays that everyone made and it was just like there's a lot of bullshit out there and i'm not feeding any more of my energy into it i just yeah. want to go skate hang out with my friends fucking watch stand up and listen to punk rock and like yeah. that's that's what is appealing to me because there's no rules in any of this and that's why I have a fucking podcast the way I do. I mean, or say whatever you want. It's and the weird thing too is, sort of, coming back around two thousand and uh, oh gosh, when did I stop? Two thousand and twelve is when I stopped going to um, Palomar Community College. Yeah. And then uh, two thousand seventeen, I picked it up again. Mm-hmm. Um, had some fun times. I I was just starting out. I was doing the whole ASU program through Starbucks, mm-hmm. and then um, just restarted the beginning of this year. Um, so gosh, what is that? 2012, 2009 years later, right? After I had stepped out of college and then back into it. Um, I mean, I'm still counting the two, 2017, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, I'm a completely different person. Now it's like I'm competing with myself and yeah. it's like, yeah. like I'm pissed if I don't get the better grade than oh, everybody yeah. else. I'm pissed mm-hmm. if I don't get, mm-hmm. why, why did I not get an A? Mm-hmm. You know? And then I'm over here like, okay, well I can fucking argue that point. Like yeah. you want to take this point away from me? Let me argue my point of view and let's see you give me that point. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm, I'm mentally, I'm a completely different student. I'm a completely different yeah. person. So it's like, I, I don't know if, if that was my roadblock in the beginning. So... I don't know. It's tough to think about. It's tough to think about because even if you find out the answer, it already happened. Yeah. There's no correcting it. You can only proceed from here on out. So I guess that's kind of why we're like, you know, we look back and try to find what our errors were. It's yeah. important. It's important for reflection. Uh, I think martial arts really helped more than anything. Um, oddly enough, podcasts. Um, I stopped listening to music almost entirely. Like, I used to, like, everything about this band this artist whatever and it was a huge part of my life but i never played any instruments i was never in any band all it really sucks looking back all of my friends were uh in bands not one of them ever asked me to like maybe try and play a guitar with them or jam with them or and i was just like oh i'm not like i'm just serving these guys like egos yeah i'm just their like groupie support guy friend and we hang out and we're real close outside of it, but yeah. they just need me to like fuel their own fucking ego. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta get away from this shit. Yeah. This is super lame. Or and were they afraid ha- that you were gonna turn around, pick something up, and be better than them? Better than them. There's, you know what I mean? They should have, they, I hope they were, because they would have been so right, because they could probably see how much more energy passion drive and intelligence that i would outpace them at consistently with everything and that's why the conversation why this is my outlet probably this is probably the uh reason it went this route because this is kind of like where i excel where they would not yeah so it's kind of interesting but yeah um it actually happened about 2015 uh kylie and i hit a Separated. It was real gross, real bad, toxic. You know, teenagers. Uh, maybe, maybe I was twenty or something. Like, I was in a really bad place. I was like getting drunk every day, doing a bunch of acid, and like fucking. 
hanging out with shitty people and just being around gross chicks and just like being a dumb fucking son of a bitch. Yeah. And then I, but I was always still like really like interested in shit and I like found a podcast or two and I was like, I'm going to listen to pod like comedians. I was like watching comedians online and shit. And I was like, Oh, I fucking, I still love stand up. That's weird. Like that's still in there from like when I was a little, 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 little kid, you yeah. know, one of my earliest memories, star Wars stand up, very synonymous. And I started listening to these comedians podcasts and one of them was, uh, really fucking good. And I didn't even know they were a comedian. And, it totally opened my eyes to a lot of like self-improvement and a lot of like, oh, I could be better than I was being. Yeah. And changed a whole lot of myself around. And that opened, that led to other avenues and other people who are just like really fantastic. And I don't know where I was going with this, but. <laughs> no, it's an outlet. It's like. Yeah, we like. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's just like I, I had no idea before mm-hmm. that Mindset changed. changed. That's right. That's where I was coming full circle. Like, yeah. I, my fucking whole mindset, I was like, why couldn't I have been like this the whole time? Yeah. I would love to see where I, I would be now. And then instead of like scrambling for that. that drive mm-hmm. to something mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. You know, get that practice yeah. in. That's where I, martial art, like jujitsu came from and like exercise and working out. These things happen. Yeah. And just a lot of positive like said, things. Can't go back. Can't change it. No, so in no. my mind, I'm just sitting here like, okay, what am that, I going to do next? That's why I look at people like you and I go, don't be jealous of this person. Don't be envious of this person. Be uh, receptive, analytical, and welcoming of that type of personality. You can absorb those positives and integrate them into your expression, and that's a good thing. And that's going to help you and serve you because I'm seeing how it helps you serve people no pun intended because we're yeah. in the service industry but you know like it is very soul serving as well yeah having those kinds of uh uh idiosyncrasies and then it's like when that when that mindset switch does change or when it changed for me it's just like i'll start stressing out about stupid shit you know like i'll be mad at myself like why am i not spraying for ants around the house once a month you know what i mean like just stupid stuff like that that'll be clouding my mind Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. you know like the the frivolous not the not the small little things that are that are affecting other people around me you know what i mean (laughs) so (laughs) it's 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 definitely a mindset change and I don't know how to explain it, but once it happens, it's like, all right, like I'm, I'm now ready for goals. I'm ready for planning. I'm ready for, you know, that, that proactive step towards betterment. If that's a word, yeah. Sounds like peppermint. <laughs> who knew, who knew goals were like the cool thing to do? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> Growing up, hating lists. God, my mom, write a list, Joshua. Write I a love list. Oh my God, lists. I wrote a list just to talk to you. Are you kidding? I fucking love lists. And now I, it's like, I I'm like, holy shit. I was fighting something for so long and it's exactly what I needed to like focus my energy, focus where I was going. So it's, <laughs> it's like, now, sorry, mom, now, you were I'm right. literally just trying to murder the previous version of myself. Anytime I see someone act like I used to act, oh, I'm strangling them. I'm fucking I'm emotionally destroying them. 
not gonna lie, those moments I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna say something really profound right now, and I want you to remember this in two years when your mindset changes. Think of me. It's big. <laughs> Fuck you. Like oh, I told you. God, <laughs> so bad, man. It's so fucking brutal. <laughs> I really want to put a new battery in this guy. Do it. Okay. Let's, yeah. Here. Um, Jeremy narr- set this down. Can you narrate what you're doing? Yeah. Please. So, <clears throat> one of the watches, uh, plastic wrapped and looking gorgeous, not ticking, pulled out the crown and rotated it a few times. Mm-hmm. All hands are moving. So that was a indicator that the battery had just died and nobody bothered to pull off the case back and put a new battery in. So now I am just... What type of battery does it take? These bad boys right here, one of the, actually the, the biggest battery, it's uh, called an SR626. Mm-hmm. So the 626 is probably the most common battery in all watches. Okay. And so kind of uh, one of those little button, yeah. little button cell yeah. batteries. Mm-hmm. So I'm now fitting this little thing in here and make sure it works. I'm gonna put the back on. And this is this would be the moment where once the back goes on, you would put it in a pressure tester to make sure that it, it stays and, yeah. and keeps pressure. If there was any air leakage or anything, that could be, you know, opportunity for water to get in, uh-huh. which is not what you want. Not at all. On your watch, Definitely especially not. if you're diving with the watch and all of a sudden your life depends on how much time you're underwater. I mean, I love that people want to dive with such stylish wrist accessories, man. Well, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's like the whole analog versus uh, digital, digital and at the end of the day, you know, sometimes digital has a little bit more tiny parts that could mess up. So, mm-hmm. especially if they get wet or the pressure to gets to them. I mean, I'm such an analog over digital person for a lot of things. I'm very old school. You know, I yeah. I, I appreciate the the way things used to be. I'm very nostalgic. Very uh, even to a detriment. You know, so I I like a lot of things that are classic, old school original or you know i like early punk rock i don't like new punk rock i like early muscle cars i don't like the new one you know it's like yeah like there's a cool factor that is undeniable and i'm trying to shake that because there's so much that i'm afraid i'm holding myself back from just like i used to with like a negative mindset you know that really like piss poor close-minded and defiant mindset can kind of not be so serving so it's a strange balance like I thought, oh, I never want a digital watch, but I'm open to the idea of, you know, wearing a digital watch once in a while. Do you ever have digital watches on your wrist? Um, actually, the very first watch that I ever had was a G-Shock no. digital watch. <laughs> <laughs> no way! Uh, and um, it was uh, back when I was starting to take responsibility for waking up and, and being on time and whatnot. Eventually, the watch yeah. just ended up... Uh, around a bedpost and it was my alarm <laughs> oh, that I just set for myself. Fuck. <laughs> That's classic. I love that. I still have the watch. It is um it is uh in my sort of never to be worn again collection, so it's just sitting there. Is it sentimental? <clears throat> it is. It is. I, I I'm very sentimental. I have a lot of junk that I keep in drawers that I have p- pieces of paper that I've written on or drawn on that are just there forever. I used to draw quite a bit. I love to draw at a very like uh, strange uh, art uh, illustration style. 
and I used to only do it on fast food napkins because I was always hanging out with my hoodlum friends in fast food restaurants, loitering for hours on end. So um, Kylie actually has an entire binder, multiple binders, I think, maybe of just napkin drawings of just like just fucking bizarre shit. And I uh, why do I talk about start talking about drawing where that come from? I don't know. But I don't I was know. Just oh, thinking. sentimental. sentimental. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sentimental. That's why. What were you thinking? No, you should. <laughs> How awesome would it be to take that? And that should be a uh, uh, coffee table book, you know? Yeah. Like digitally scan, make it a coffee that table. That would be really fucking and cool. And then just have some like random ass quotes or like things mm-hmm. that were said mm-hmm. just to like mm-hmm. match with them. Well, that's what I used to do is I used to have like really um, asinine phrases or like funny or like punny things. And I realized like, oh, this was one of my earliest forms of joke writing would be these silly accompanying phrases, like almost like a, like a political cartoon without the politics, you know? Yeah. I'd have like a drawing with a, fr- a funny phrase on it and or it'd be a pun and I'm kind of looking I'm just realizing now like oh that was like an incarnation of joke writing that I was doing without realizing it that's really fucking weird how those seeds are planted you know yeah oh we're tangled streams were crossed <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll size it for you in a little bit, but it's now working. Wow. Looking gorgeous. Dude, these are fucking beautiful. Have you ever had any friends like you've like given watches and they just like pawn that shit or just sell it immediately? Or like, does that, I, that would be very offended if I gave someone something and they were like, cool, I get to sell it. Cause this price tag's pretty, pretty nifty. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that, I was like, Jesus, I gotta be careful, you know? And I'm not gonna lie, I actually uh, did bring one of, the, one of the price tags because if you did want to, you know what I mean, you had a uh, idea. A reference, oh, okay. Exactly, yeah. and I mean, it doesn't. You're like, if you're gonna <clears throat> resell this, know, get, get know some what good you're shit get out exactly of it. Exactly, yeah. know the money that you're gonna get. Damn. But I mean, I, I don't, I, I love I love the watches and I love the fact I know that you wear a watch yeah. and if you wear them or you don't wear them yeah, I, I just want it to be an option you know what I That's mean really to cool. accessorize because yeah. we don't we don't have things that you know like I love this this red cord for this mm-hmm. um, this mm-hmm. microphone like yeah. that is awesome yeah, like that is that's really a small that. accessory oh, sort of I love change. that I love the little details the little, little subtleties yeah. absolutely it's really funny because um, like I've gotten really like I've always loved guns but I didn't really own them growing up yeah. you know I had shot them and like and now it's like oh now I'm an adult and I have my own place like now I have guns yeah. now now I'm getting into like the little like idiosyncrasy, uh, little details, little like customizations, and I'm like, fuck, man, it's right there. I like watch. I follow like you might follow a, a page with watches that people uh, create themselves and build themselves. I do that with firearms now, yeah. and like that's like been my little outlet lately. Like my little like, oh, that's a really fucking cool. Like he has like a like a slide on the pistol that you pull back, and it has like a shark fi- or like the old like bombers like. Yeah. Planes. Oh, I was yeah, like yeah. That with like the teeth and yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah, shark exactly teeth. I'm like, that's so about. fucking cool, dude. I want one of those. Or like, <laughs> oh, there's just like all these interesting. There's this thing called a uh, stippling or stippling, stippling um, on the handles where you like use a, a soldering iron and it, it 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 textures the grip that you put your hand on to hold yeah. the firearm, and it makes this really amazing 
crip, but it also looks really fucking cool because yeah. it's this insane texture. And some people do them very detailed, and they have this uh, terrific pattern on them. And I'm like, holy shit, I want to do that. I can't wait to do that. No, I'm so excited about that. Like, not only did I, you, I, I, this happens to everything where I'm like, oh, I enjoy this thing, and then I get like down to the fucking depths of it, where I'm like, and then I gotta like detail the little parts of it. You know what I mean? How much would it cost for me to start my own business doing this? Yes, dude. Oh. Well, I mean, one of the things that sort of bridged, um, I started uh, seeing certain, on the Discover page for yeah. Instagram, one of the mm-hmm. things that started popping up was guns because I was searching Cerakote. Yeah, and that's on so many, I have Cerakote on my rifle, See? you know? It's, and it's just like, I had no idea what it was until I saw the little, um, the you know, their brand tag on a couple uh-huh. watches that mm-hmm. we were selling. So I looked it up and I was like, oh my gosh, how amazing is that? Yeah. That it's like specifically made to coat this and it's like, there's it's on guns. Mm-hmm. And so I'm... Yeah, it's it's definitely a a fun little hobby. Yeah. Oh so. my god, dude. Get into that. Um but yeah, I mean if you if you or you know, it is it is a gift and whether that gift is turned into cash, which then you turn around and use for mm-hmm. you know, food or you buy yourself like this gorgeous mic, whatever it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was something that you did with it. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I gave to you, or if it's a friend or somebody else, what, that, whatever it that's is. Really, that's a really beautiful way to look at it, because I wouldn't judge someone if they said, "No, fuck them. I gave them that. That was a gift. Why yeah. would you do that?" You know, I would totally respect that opinion. And I didn't think you'd have that approach of like, "No, like I gave you something, and it enriched your life in some way." That's really cool. There's this. Uh, I forget who it was, but there's some people. Uh, it was a celebrity of some sort, um, not like an actor, but like a, you know, a more niche celebrity, and they would autograph things. Yeah. I'm really forgetting who it was. I'm sure someone's listening. Like you, fucking idiot. This is so famous. Um, they would sign things and just as many things as I can. Like, oh, if I put my autograph on something and you like can get a new car with it like i just gave you something yeah for free with like a sharpie yeah that's so big you know what i mean like that is huge like that is such a you know um all boats rise with the tide sort of thinking and like that's so fucking cool i would love to be able to just be like bam like just give you that and i didn't have to spend any money doing it you know what i mean exactly that's a really beautiful way to kind of distribute something voluntarily you know if someone's own, own volition is so uh so much more respectful than something being like kind of being forced out of something someone you know and i mean you know down the line like let's say you're like you know what i love this watch so much like this is so awesome and you really do have a passion for that thing right Mm -hmm. or let's say it was somebody else and they're like Mm -hmm. you know what this one's super awesome i just wish it had this or i wish this was a thing that's where i would turn around and i would start to like maybe experiment which i have done where i've taken movements out of them Mm -hmm. and i've actually removed some of the hands Mm -hmm. and changed them with different colored hands so it was a color or a design that nobody else would have and i would let them (sighs) know like i just want to let you know this is what i did nobody else has this no one else i made this for you that's you know amazing. what i mean so that's that's where if i it's a really great if way i if i did that it. maybe yeah. it would kind of be like eh, it hurt a little bit if they sold yes. it or gave it away yes. but because that was a unique piece i don't that's think i would i would put that fair, much effort into something point. if i knew that that's what they would do that's so funny <sighs> fair enough i like that that last watch you posted yesterday 
Yeah. The it looks like it's from 2002. It's from I, 2000. Okay, 2000. Yeah. I was really close. That you got to show actually, some respect. I was very impressed. Thank you. Uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot in this big head. Believe it or not, a lot of thoughts and things and brains. Um, might be my favorite watch you've posted because really? of how old it is. It is the the Nixon logo on it. It just it that's literally small like cursive writing. It looks like uh, little cur has yeah. little curves around it. It's Hillary Duff. It's Disney. Ch- it is in sync. It's fucking so good. It is bleach tips. It's yeah. fucking. Uh, trapper keepers and gel pens and 90s like it, it, it arrived at the end of the 90s yeah you know what I mean like seeing that immediately took me somewhere that only seeing that could that's not going to be on anything today and it's I think one of the biggest things is is when I look at this brand and I look at this company um, Nixon yeah. it was one of the things that I was reading about it was how um, the founders they did not want to win a competition and the reward be a Rolex that their dad would buy. You know what I mean? They wanted something that was their own. Hmm. And so it was just that, that, that drive to find something, a design that set them apart, but also held them as equals as far as like the respect, like we were talking about for that analog, you know, respect for that, that, that style aspect, that sort of respect for an older, you know, image of something, Mm -hmm. but in Mm -hmm. a newer, fresher look and take. And so I just, that watch, a resto mod, it's fun to look at because that was sort of one of their, their you know flagship models mm-hmm. of like all right let's take this and run with it to what it is now so it's Fuck. just it's 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 a trip yeah That's definitely so cool. fun to look at get it like out of everything like that one now stands out out of all the watches because i've gone back and looked through a lot of them if yeah. not all of them fucking exciting really cool I love Big it. Big fan of that watch, that last one, and how how cool that like it was the one you just posted right before you came over to like that, fucking loving it gets me so excited i love those things and that one also i was kind of nervous too to pull it apart because some of the older watches they don't really have you know uh the same movements as before so it was kind of nerve-wracking to open it up because i'm i've seen some watches before where i've opened the back and it's just like corroded right battery has just fucked everything up on the inside and it's like unfortunately that watch cannot be worn anymore i mean you could wear it right you can replace the internals but but are they making that movement still? Like, are you able to replace the internals? Are you willing Shit. to spend five hundred dollars to you know have an actual yeah. watch person fix it up for Fuck. you? So, what are they called? What's a watch? Uh, oh my god, uh, a tinker? I, <laughs> I fucking don't know. I don't know. You're wearing the Sommelier for watches. Yeah. So I thought there was a cool title for it. And see, now I almost feel like a schmuck for not knowing the title. Well, no, 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 because that just uh, really solidifies Nixon's uh, generational. Uh, flagpole yeah or like a stake in the ground of like it's it's not just a archaic thing this is where we've delivered it into the 21st century yeah so there's something to kind of look at it in a positive uh filter a friend of mine sort of uh made a connection one time um i was liking something and then i was driving a certain car mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. next thing i was like god i love these movements and this watch you know this watch movement is mm-hmm. like you know one of my favorites to work okay. with you know it yeah. has like the certain consistency the way the hands tick and whatnot mm-hmm. and then um he said yeah that makes sense because it's a uh, japanese myota movement 
and your car is Japanese and, you know, the martial arts that you studied was because of a certain, you know, Japanese that came over into Korea kind of a deal, right? And so it was just... I was going to say, say, Taekwondo is Korean, right? (laughs) The cool Korean flag. It was was definitely a... (laughs) Definitely, I'm almost positive it was because of Japanese invaders coming over and they were on horseback. Oh, wow. And the way um, Taekwondo started was because it was farmers. Farmers in Korea farming and the only things that they had to protect themselves was their farm weapons, which is why Taekwondo has a vast amount of weapons that they train with, uh-huh. right? Some of them yeah. are those size that they uh-huh. use to, yeah. you know, wheat, cut the cut whatever. Yeah. Um, but they are focused on kicks mainly because mm-hmm. they had to train themselves to jump up, kick, kick the, uh, the f- Japanese off their horses in order to get them on a level playing field. Wow. That is why kicks wow. are so prominent in the Taekwondo world. <laughs> so. Oh my God, dude. I can't believe I never knew that. I I really have some. I gotta see. This we, is one of my favorite things about uh, podcasts and taking notes and lists. Is uh, I love research and yeah. just like getting lost on a rabbit hole of stuff. Uh, I've been really obsessed with the uh, IMFDB. Do you know what that is? Do you know what IMDB is? Yeah. Internet Movie Database. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Internet Movie Firearm Database now, and I literally. I've just been watching action movies my entire life, so I have to go back 26 years of action movie guns and yeah. go, okay, I got some research to do. I got some fucking things to do. So there's this cool thing where you can look at a gun on their page, and it'll show you all the movies and all the television shows it's featured in. Yeah. It is orgasmic. It is exactly what I was looking for. Someone took the time to categorize all of that. Very important. But uh, Taekwondo, got to... It was actually a, a book um, that we had to read before I, I believe it was before my second degree black belt testing, yeah. we had to actually, you know, become knowledgeable. It wasn't just like a, all right, do all these moves, memorize this. You actually had to train your mind as well and learn yeah. about it, become more, you know, involved. Absolutely. Which was also crazy because thinking back, every Taekwondo testing if you were a black belt, there was actually a black belt ceremony where we would light, oh gosh, maybe 50 candles. Mm-hmm. There was a tea ceremony that we did and it was wow. an actual, like there was a specific song that was played during the tea ceremony. There was a gong that was rung a certain amount of times. Wow. Like it was That's a legitimate theatrical, it, it man. Felt, it felt cultish, but yeah. when you stopped and realized it, sometimes it would almost take you out of like your your culture that you were in like there was a jack and box across the street from one of my studios yeah. and you weren't in that that parking lot anymore you were, you not, were now yeah. in a different you know part of the world you were in a different culture and it just i think that's why i also have such a a a open mind to other cultures is because i, I don't know what mm-hmm. what is that culture mm-hmm. you know what did you go through how did that better your life and so i just I don't know. Very, very grateful for that experience. It really opened your mind up to uh, like intercepting or getting other cultures in your life and other avenues like that. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. That's funny. Similarly, uh, when I'm in jujitsu, uh, so one of the real reasons I started jujitsu was uh, my brother-in-law was murdered and he was uh, strangled to death in a fight at a party, and that happened Saturday night. And that Monday, I was in jujitsu. Jesus. I was like, I gotta. It happened because I, I wanted to do jujitsu prior to this. Yeah. And then, I was there for other reasons. So. 
um, I always think about him at some point when I'm training because I'm thinking, oh, someone's killing me because someone's strangling me. And I think I still have a chance to fight out of this when he didn't. Yeah. And it's this really strange, like, oh, I'm right next to like a Mexican restaurant and a grocery store outside. But inside I'm leaving these like demons and this sweat and really uh, exercising some of those toxicities out of me here training with someone yeah i'm not getting anywhere else and it's just harnessed in this you know building with some blue mats and some pajamas yeah so it's pajamas jesus yeah we, they call them pajamas it's very funny i love i love getting to uh bring whatever i know about jujitsu and martial arts and slam it on taekwondo like what you know about yeah. taekwondo because there's such an immense culture around it that is so modern because it's just one of the fastest growing martial arts and sports in the world and it is going to be in the olympics in 2024 yeah maybe 2022 i don't know the year but uh it's just so cool so exciting to like uh, i i was telling them i couldn't stay late at work the other day and one of our one of our coworkers was like oh yeah they have to go to our cult meeting and i was like it's so funny to you that like you think like it to you it's just like this funny cult meeting and yeah. i'm getting back more than you will ever know on a weekly nightly ba- like basis i love that yeah it's a it's a it's a mind and body sort of um connecting and it's like i i feel that if you if you don't understand sort of like that that physical you know, interaction and that, like we were talking about hand and foot coordination and whatnot, it's that emotional mind and body sort of togetherness. And it's, everybody's like, no, you're just fighting. You're just rolling around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not that. And it's like a a training deeper than, than just like, okay, let me exercise my muscles and and practice these moves kind of a deal. Exactly. I mean, that's, those are just bonus parts where it's like, Oh, I get to be in a better shape. I get to be better shape. I'm more confident, walk around. I know how to defend myself, but, um, I'm getting closer to people whose sweat's dripping in my mouth and who is, are kicking me in the balls and who I'm apologizing to in between movements that are meant to maim or kill someone yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like this person just if I didn't tap and he didn't agree to let go when I tapped my fucking arm would be broken and I'd be in hell or if I didn't swallow my pride and tap to this white belt choking me I would be dead or unconscious and yeah. we'd have a whole nother fucking bag of hammers there so uh, they would never understand that Need to need to do some uh, interf- uh, interfacing there on the no. old stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, um, I will say there was uh, a uh, speaking back to the culture of it, a sense of rank, a sense of respect. Um, if I was a rank above someone else, like regardless, yeah. like I was to be looked at as senior. Yeah even if they were literally a senior, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was the senior. And there was that, that, that respect was so uh, strongly upheld in the studio that it was, it was to this day, like Mm -hmm. why I, you know, command that presence. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's at work, outside of work, whatever it is. Um, And I just remember how I had a situation where somebody uh, 
there, there weren't many kids my age in the studio. There weren't many people my my same level of experience in the yeah. studio. But every once in a while, when there was, yeah. you know, it was nice to fight somebody your same level uh-huh. Uh-huh. because you wanted to get that practice. You're, you that's to get the that closest version of yourself exactly. that you can conquer. Yeah, exactly. And um, I just remember how uh, I overheard somebody saying, "Yeah, if you uh, actually hit Mr. Paws in the face, you might get yourself a better fight because it'll piss him off." And I was like, no, I did not just hear that. I didn't just hear that. And then um, actually on the floor, getting hit in the face, and you know, you would say to the to the other person, you would tell them yeah. to watch their control, yeah. you know, out of respect. Yeah. And um, yeah, they didn't. They hit mm-hmm. me again pretty hard. Oof. And I said, okay, I need you to really watch your control. And I said, if not, it's not going to go your. It's not going to go your way. And um, uh, Long story short, they ended up on the ground, mm-hmm. uh, blood coming out of their mouth. And ah, fuck. It was, you know, it was kind of eye-opening because, you know, everybody looked at Mr. Paws as the, you know, fun, loving, Afro, yeah. tiny tiger teaching <laughs> karate instructor who never really laid anybody out. So fuck. It was uh, definitely an experience for everybody else. But that, that respect definitely needs to be upheld. That's really interesting. Um, our professor, the black belt, uh, he tells us like any of you guys can submit me you just have to you know do the correct techniques like all of you have the ability like most of you here you're all stronger than me you're bigger than me i shouldn't be able to do this to you but i just i know more than you like he he, he's very transparent about it and i try to be quite transparent um with people as well because it's not uncommon for a lower belt to kick your ass yeah like happens to me all the time there's this kid furious his name's literally furious that dude fucking is a problem every time i roll with him he submitted me twice this week this last week dude i haven't been submitted twice by anyone that is a lower rank than me yeah ever were you furious I was I was mad. I could not. I dude just surviving against him. Like I I, I like I, I might be a tech like technically like a little superior grappler. I'm also like you know a little bigger, maybe a little stronger. But he he knows what he's doing, and it's fucking amazing. And there was this other guy, this guy I'm friends with, Landon. There he, you know, I, he's a white belt too, and he fucking submitted me twice. Also, I had a really bad week in jiu-jitsu, Let me tell you, I got submitted four times, all by white belts. It was the tongue. It, it was. was tongue. It was the tongue. It was the food poisoning. It was a lot. I had a rough week, but, I, but I'm not gonna make excuses because I know for a fact that I've been a white belt and have s- submitted upper belts too. It's yeah. not uncommon. These guys kicked my ass, totally fair and square. And uh, all the landed, I fucking. He was so. I. I. I, I was playfully mad that he got me twice because he's never submitted me before and I was like son of a bitch dude he's getting good I'm slipping you know you really gotta like it's weird because there's like a oh am I letting the white belt get a submission on me like am I like helping them am I coaching them to do it or did that actually happen am I taking it easy on them yeah and then I kind of had to like turn it up I had to like crank it up and what I'm doing right now is so rude and disrespectful and if I ever heard someone else saying or anything like this I would just immediately like they'd go down a peg in my book yeah so let me just everyone take this with a grain of salt i am nothing and i'm just you know talking shop this is one of the few things where it's like i might i might say the r word every once in a while and say put put my foot in my mouth and say the wrong you know gender but like this is where i'm like i really am sorry if i offended anyone like i'm dumb and i put my foot in my mouth 
But I mean, Fucking. as far as like, you know, from the martial arts standpoint, I completely understand what you're saying. It's like, I, that I shit to, you, catches you off a of guard. Yeah, I had to fucking, I had to crank, crank up the heat on him and really was like, okay, but it really pushed me to a whole new, like, oh, you asshole, you're not giving your best and you're doing them a disservice and you're hurting yourself now because you just got submitted by someone who arguably on paper shouldn't have fucking submitted you. Yeah. How long have you been doing this? Four years? You fucking let someone who's been doing it a year and some change, maybe less, fucking get the better of you? Yeah. And then I like really like got real aggressive and real like into it and I fucking really kind of, I submitted them too. Yeah. Or at least one of them, you know, I'm not going to say which one, but um, it, uh, I hope he's not listening to this right now, too, because I think he just fucking started listening to the podcast. I love him. Um, and I was like, fuck, man. I could have been doing that the whole fucking time. Right. It's a weird battle where it's like, do I let them, do I let someone, not just them, but, like, anyone in general, like, get to the level of, like, confidence and proficience, proficiency of attaining the next goal of, like, you're a blue belt. You're one rank above me. I'm fucking coming for you. When yeah. you're a white belt, you see a blue belt. There's just blood in the water now. You're like, I'm so fucking hungry. I'm gonna. I'm here to eat you. You are exactly what I have to destroy to become. You know, you're. You're. When you, it's a whole different mentality. It's so funny. And then I'm just like, oh, I'm no longer a white belt. Thank God that's over. Now time to learn jujitsu. Oh fuck the white belt. Oh they're they're nipping at my toes here oh shit and then it's like oh yeah remember you can fucking give it to them too and i realized like i think i've been a haven't been giving all of myself that i could well but so what you said how you went from i don't know what the belts are in jujitsu but you went from one to another and then you said okay now i can start learning learning jujitsu but i think one of the biggest things that i'm hearing is like you're you're sort of very aware that in those moments is like, okay, am I learning in this moment or am I teaching in this moment? Mm-hmm. You know absolutely, what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's not I like love a being the teacher. It's so fun. Okay, so it's, it's not something. Regardless, what you whatever you take away at the end of the day, whether you're learning or teaching, mm-hmm. you're still taking something away. You're taking away the fact that you have that mm-hmm. gratitude of like mm-hmm. showing somebody else, like, okay, this is what you could have done better here, mm-hmm. or it's like, oh shit, did I just learn that I couldn't have done this or I could have done this in that moment? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think of it in that moment. I would have taken something away regardless and oh, i would have felt believe me i'm talking about it now so <laughs> yeah which i'm i'm actually i'm trying to I don't, I don't know how to put it into words but i'm trying to show that praise oh, i'm like fuck. that communication of this is that higher power this is that, that higher yeah. step of, of understanding yeah. so yeah it's brutal it's fun fun brutal fun brutal i'm saying that a lot now that you have me here, is there anything you want to ask me or talk to, tell me or uh, fucking inquire about me? Any mysteries about me you'd like to be solved? Oh, gosh. Uh, I know if you're, uh, if you got me pretty much pegged, that's fine too. I enjoy a good pegging. Uh, I mean, uh, oops. <laughs> that is the tamest thing I've ever said on this podcast. Oh, my gosh. Um, as far as questions, I don't know. I just. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's more just self indulgence. And sort of like if I did have it, you know, burning inside of me to let it out. Yeah. Also, because I'm like, I, I feel like I, um, I'm i pretty much like satisfied. Like when I get to sit down with someone and yeah. they're like, there's some things I'm curious about. Like what makes you tick? No pun intended with all the watches around here. Yeah. Movements. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I think I just want to return the favor to people too. 
I like that. I don't know. I feel like if ever I did have a question and it was burning, like I would reach out kind of a deal. You I feel I mean? like I'm very, it's, I'm a very open book. People yeah. are very <laughs> receptive to that. Yeah. Good. <sighs> this has been great. This has been fun. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Josh. Pause. There you go. I paused. Get yeah. it. <laughs> Any parting words here? Um, other than to uh, treat everyone as if you don't know them and have no idea what they're going through and maybe they're going through something just like you but you have no idea I don't know yeah I felt like I felt like that was a profound moment right there so Absolutely. I felt like I was a little bit of pressure <laughs> <laughs> I know I think a phrase I make the air in you the, did the I was air like, oh, in the room kind of god like I don't I think I do I need down. to stop doing that we can just <laughs> fucking well sometimes I'm just that like the most right, pressure I felt today <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I hope you do jujitsu soon. It would be nice to, to get a different perspective. It's so. uh, it would be so cool, and I think you would. You have such a fucking good frame on you. You'd just be fucking people up. You have no idea, and you have like some athleticism and energy. And uh, uh, the fact that you don't ju- do jujitsu blows my mind. Dead serious. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> It's also making me nervous. Like, well, shit, if I do try it, am I supposed to be at a certain level? Not necessarily. I mean, there's people who uh, naturally are going to be better at it. You know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big guy. I can kind of like hold my own pretty well. Like I'm pretty good in the wrestling aspect of it. If it's just like a little bit of wrestling type of thing. Yeah. And then some people are very lanky. Uh, it's really terrific for getting trapping people in submissions with your limbs yeah. that's really cool uh you know there's some people that have like no necks i can't fucking choke them it's really hard to get to that thing they're just all fucking just shoulders and ears and i'm like god damn it you know people with big muscles i can't like arm bar them all kinds of things there's there's just some things there's people that are going to come in with some advantages and disadvantages just like every aspect and uh, every walk of life and every environment and position you find yourself in okay so. so don't think too much of it. No. Just no. go in and do it. Yeah, just be a sponge, honestly. Okay. Yeah. And know that like, oh I can there there's a there's a there's fun little moments where you're like, oh I can I can do this in here in this moment. That's cool. Like I can definitely uh exploit that. Yeah. There was this one time I was rolling with this girl and uh she's really small and um, she was on my back and I, you know, I, I was like, I was letting her get it. Cause I'm not going to just smush her cause I could sit on her and be over, but that's not wh- the way I learn or she learns. So, uh, it's a perfect time to like sharpen technique. Uh, I, ha- she's on my back and she has her arm almost around my throat and I grab the, the sleeve of her gi jacket and I pull it trying to pull her off and I pull the jacket off without realizing it. This little ninja fucking slipped her arm out underneath it i moved my hands down pulled the jacket away and she slipped her fucking arm right around my neck and choked me and i was like ah fuck dude this tiny little girl fucking got me dead to rights shouldn't have let her take in my back and she fucking exploited it and it was i have not stopped thinking about that since and i was like oh my god i know so little She pulled the shiva on you. Yeah, she did. Extra, extra <laughs> arm out of nowhere. <laughs> Fucking General Grievous back there. All right, Star Wars, folks. <laughs> JP, thank you. Thank you for being on my podcast. It was fun. I thank can't you. wait to do it again. Later, guys. Thank you. <laughs>